Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey everyone, it's Jack, Adam and Sam from cultaholic.com here with, well... A, a kind of a special edition of is it a podcast what is it it's a one-off it's a discussion it's a yeah. round table it is because last night of course we learned the very sad news that defiant wrestling formerly known as wcpw a promotion very dear to our hearts because we all worked there from the start um that shut its doors for the last time um and we're just going to do this video where we basically it's kind of a loose history of our time at the promotion but yeah. also our favorite moments from both the show itself and behind the scenes and just reminiscing generally and, and celebrating what was a crazy, frustrating, but brilliant time of our careers as well, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I think that's important to get across that uh, although we sometimes had gripes with various bits, for the most part, 99% of it, we had a tremendous time. It was really it was, fun. It was really fun. I think we all learned a lot as well. And mm. even given like the times where things were stressful or bad or everybody was heated and we all fell out or we all made up or whatever, like I think we wouldn't change any of it. No. If we went back and did it again, yeah, we all learned a lot. It was fantastic. Um, uh, I think before we begin, we should give. We all want to give a massive thank you to everyone who was ever involved with it, yeah. from wrestlers. To, and we're we're going to mention a lot of people by naming this probably, but we will forget some people because there's just so many people involved, from wrestlers to referees, commentary, ring announcers, uh, people behind the scenes, crew, photographers, everyone involved with the promotion, and everyone who ever came to a show as well. Um, it's just really, really good time. That's been the nicest thing about this is the, the all of these tweets have been going up and it's just so clear how much like WCPW meant to a lot of people and mm. how many people made friends. There's a guy called John who literally met his fiance, possibly yeah. wife now. I can't. I, Not sure. I, I, but like he got engaged because of WCPW and yeah. he met his fiance or now wife there, and that's like really, really cool. And we had like a great time. But you watch back some of those uh, earlier shows and the later ones as well. And the fan investment and the passion that was there was indescribable. Yeah. It felt like we were doing something really special. It felt special. It was a very interesting time, not just in British wrestling, but in indie wrestling as a whole. And WCPW was really sort of, for a brief period, at the forefront of It's that. crazy that we were part of it. And it's crazy to think. I felt quite sad last night when I learned the news, but also kind of weirdly happy at the same time because people were saying, people were sharing all their favorite memories of it and pictures and everything. And I just remember thinking like, well, we were part of something that is going to sort of be remembered in British wrestling, which is yeah. crazy. 
Yeah, it's so crazy. Mean. Yeah. Um, so we'll start off with the kind of the preamble, sort of the pre- the prelude to the promotion starting. Um, basic. Actually, you know what? No, I want to first clarify what our roles were in the promotion. So we'll start with you, Adam, because contrary to popular belief, you were only the kayfabe owner. That's of not WCPW. true. I was, in fact, uh, your what culture pro wrestling <laughs> general manager. And um, no, no, I wasn't. Uh, so I was involved in creative meetings, but also on show days. Uh, I was the talkback to commentary. So I would convey information to commentary regarding storylines. Uh, basically, the, the sort of audio story that they want to tell, I would assist them with that. Mm. So what happened yeah. on previous episodes? So, hey, this is relevant because on the last episode of Loaded, X did this. Mm. Uh, would, so there was that. Yeah. And also, like, timing of uh, VT. So we would run external videos and all that sort of stuff. So mm. I would count them in there. And, yeah, I was also an on-screen character in the dastardly heel Adam Pacitti, which is a different off, character to Adam. Started off as a baby face Started as well. off as a baby face, yeah. a very bad yeah. one. And then, uh, yeah, progressed. <laughs> and we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, Sam, your role? Uh, I started off as camera guy and editor. I was one of the ringside camera operators at the very first tapings. And then I would edit all of the footage, which was, that was a learning curve and a half. <laughs> um, and then uh, as things progressed, I became sort of the live director vision mixer type guy. I would sort of sit with all the cameras linked into this box called a vMix. Um, and I had a control panel uh, where I could select all the cameras. I could throw the feed to VT. Um, and I was sort of responsible for, I guess, putting the stuff you saw in the order you saw it. Right, that makes so, sense. Yeah, and I had to work closely with Adam, obviously, to be like, we've got VT coming up. Mm. Uh, I was kind of a, no pun intended, a bit of a jack of all trades. Oh, pun very much intended. <laughs> um, I was an on-screen character. I was kind of uh, a manager at first. We'll get onto that. I was sort of a loose sort of assistant GM for various GMs. I was also uh, backstage, off-camera, I was kind of a... Um, just a general sort of runner backstage a lot of the time, did interviews with people and kind of helped, made myself useful wherever I could, I guess. And I think a lot of, all of us did that. Like if there's oh, something you needed absolutely. doing, yeah, there, there yeah, was course. no, it wasn't like, hey, these chairs and he's putting out, hey, that's your job is just <laughs> no. like everybody pile in. Absolutely, yeah. But it, I think it's also fair to say <laughs> that Jack did everything because no. as part of a series called Learning the Ropes, <laughs> you literally <laughs> didn't do anything. You, you did you did commentary, you did ring, ring bell, ring bell, bell. <laughs> ring, ring announcing, sorry. The we ring bell episode was a top one. I was, a, I was an impromptu ref I had to step in when the ref got bumped yes yes and I counted way too fast um, <laughs> oh yeah but it made the re- yeah, yeah but it made the wrestlers look really strong though because they were kicking out on one from everything um, so yes let's go into I guess the the pre the preamble of, of before it really started so it was kind of uh, revealed to us that it was going to begin um, around the time we we got back from Dallas you'd returned to the channel and it seemed as though everything was on the cusp. The, the YouTube channel, What Culture, was, was about to explode. It was really kind of picking up a lot of steam. And suddenly we were, we were kind of hit with this news. Hey, we're going to start our own wrestling promotion. What, as honestly as we can be, what were your initial thoughts when this news hit? Um, given that like we'd just come back from WrestleCon, and uh, I think the Dallas trip was weird for us in a lot of ways, mainly because like... It was the first time we'd ever get like stopped, and it was like people are watching what we do. It was proper like, overwhelming. I think we realized at that point that we we had an actual audience. They weren't just numbers. Yeah. Um. And they they were people that would take what you were doing on board. Um. And we were at WrestleCon, and I remember seeing sort of the for the first time, um, 
how these things sort of work. Like you have to, wrestling's, I guess, an industry where you have to pay your dues. Um, and I think that my initial thought was, but none of us are wrestlers right. or have been involved in a promotion before. Speaking is so. it? Is it <laughs> but is it going to be like a case of would we be shunned for it? Right. Would it be like that? I got really nervous yeah. about that. Uh, Adam? Yeah, I feel the, the same as Sam in that it is something where you have to pay your dues. And we saw a lot of criticism uh, when the release video was launched. I remember people being generally excited, but there were maybe 5% of people on social media and the YouTube comments who were just saying, it's just like, well, this is this is ridiculous. You're a YouTube channel. You dick about with the cardboard belt and all that sort of stuff. And to a degree, I saw their point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, totally. I mean, um, one thing that I was very surprised at as when we started was just how kind of willing and accepting the wrestlers were to just go with it. I thought we'd be in for a lot more kind of unwillingness to be helpful. You were expecting a poo in your bag or I was, something. No, I was, just, <laughs> I was expecting a lot of resistance from the wrestlers because we weren't proper industry in the business guys. Yeah. But there was almost none of that. I can't think of any really. They were so no. helpful and willing to just help make the show as good as it was. A big part of that, we have to mention James Dixon, who was the uh, the kind of the, what was his role, man? I don't know, is he the head booker? He was, he was the head booker and sure. talent liaison. I think he was sort of the de facto head of creative. He did a lot of stuff, though. He was, was, the, he was the crucial bridge as well between us, the YouTube guys, and the talent. And yeah. without that, I think it would have been a far, far trickier prospect. Just because everyone, he had the respect of everybody involved because he, he'd, he'd been a wrestler himself. He'd also run promotions himself. Yeah. So uh, it, we needed him on board, definitely. And we can't really give him enough credit. Um, when I heard the news, I was also skeptical. But in hindsight, I was just saying this to Sam off camera, uh, I've learned so much from the promotion that I would never have known about just wrestling generally, seeing how yeah. it's all put together. Um <clears throat> Now, before the first ever taping, which we will get onto in just a second, we did shoot some brief angles in the What Culture office with the likes of uh, Joe Hendry, Big Demo, and Rampage. Uh, the first storyline was that Adam Blompier was Rampage's manager. I was going to manage someone else. Uh, and it was kind of Hendry and Demo. Dixon described me as the prettiest girl at the dance. They were fighting over <laughs> my affections in a rough sort of wrestler way. Um, do you remember anything particular about those early in-office shoots? <laughs> I remember uh, Damo, now Killian Dane. I remember him turning up and being the nicest guy in the world, despite so nice. like being super intimidating to look at. Yeah. Um, and he was just like really sound. He like he was so receptive to everything. And uh, it was like we're going to shoot some promo stuff. I think it was around that time we did some like, not I think they were like camera tests. It was just like photographs of people, so we knew like we had those things on file and everything and. Um, we did. <laughs> I think it's the vignette where he comes looking for you after Hendry's been caught in you, and he turns up to the office in full ring gear. Yeah. And so when he was in the office and we're all just talking and stuff, he was just in like a tracksuit, just normal clothes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I'll just get into my gear. And so we took all the photos and it was like, right, let's shoot. And we put him in the lift <laughs> of this building to shoot the opening shot of him coming out the lift. But the building we were in has like serious businesses in it like yeah, yeah, I think there were like law firms and yeah. accountancy firms and like architectural companies call centers um, normal jo normal yeah, places like, <laughs> but we just put this this like giant uh, like this, di this giant the hairiest guy. man in the yeah. world as well all oiled like, up <laughs> it, just in the lift and it was like you just go down a floor and come back up and it was like yeah and we had to keep shooting that because I think the focus kept blowing right. so we shot it a few times anyway for safety and it was, just, it was just that moment of like people coming out the other, other office and sort of seeing it. And it's like, yeah. yeah, I'll never, ever forget that. 
Um, I remember that was the first time I realized I'd been a fan of Joe Henry before I'd met him because uh, of his songs and stuff. Yeah. Uh, this was the first time I realized uh, I'd been, I had like an, o- an open close view of a, a certain, of like a charismatic wrestler's charisma in action live in front of you. He just turned it on. He'd be talking normally, very polite. And then the camera would roll and he'd just be like, let me get one thing straight and just go into it. And I was like, this is crazy. I, like certain wrestlers, some are better at it than others, but just flip into their characters immediately and it was pretty pretty intense to see but it was really fun as well uh, they fought over Monopoly too <laughs> Park Lane, Park Lane. <laughs> um, then we had our first tapings uh, in a, a leaky warehouse in Biker an area of Holt Newcastle yard, yeah. which can be described I think as gritty a gritty area yeah, of Newcastle it, it would, it, it's like the Shane Meadows of, of locations <laughs> the Shane Meadows film of locations this is Newcastle yeah yeah. Um, and it's not in the middle of town it's slightly off the beaten track which it's, made me think it's a bit of a difficult place to get to made me think no one's going to turn up we're yeah. going to set up we're going to stand there and wait for a queue and no one's going to show uh, but they did which was amazing if you came to one of those first set of tapings especially the, the date the, uh, the matinee yeah oh my oh. god was it at the same time as a World Cup game it was a Saturday a morning, if I remember game. correctly. A yeah. Saturday morning. It's like they, they didn't announce it previously. So I think it was like Ryan, the ring announcer at the time, was just like, by the way, if you want to come back for some wrestling, there's some wrestling tomorrow yeah, yeah. at 10 a.m. Yeah. during the footy. I think it was weekday. Wasn't was it, it weekday? I think it, it might, might have, been, have been. But it was, it was, it, it was early. Mo- yeah, because people were at work. That we was were it, quite yeah. terrified and... I think the atmosphere though was unreal, especially yeah. I can't remember who Joe Coffey faced. It might have been Primate, where they had sort of they went through the crowd. Yeah, it was, yeah. And it was just amazing. Yes. Like it was really cool. Um it was also kind of uh, I think it kind of gave it a distinctive feel. There were a lot of errors we made with the first show, the green screen, of course. Uh but I think we should now go through just the list of the WCPW originals. Uh, yes. just to give them proper credit. Uh so we have Martin Kirby, of course, who are going mm-hmm. to become like the heart of WCPW, I yeah. think it's fair to say. Uh Ligero, Demo, uh with me as his manager, Rampage with Blompe as his manager, Joe Hendry, Primate with Susie as his manager. Remember yes, that? Susie, yeah. if you're watching. Um Joseph Connors, of course, Joe Coffey, Prospect with James R. Kennedy as their manager, who would later become Colour Commentary, Gabriel Kidd, Prince Amin, uh Drake. Noam Dar and of course Jay Lethal <laughs> Just yeah. Jay Lethal's there as it's well it's nuts yeah. isn't it because yep. Jay Lethal wasn't meant to be there this was organised maybe two weeks beforehand was he not oh no 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 they, they weren't going to do it with the start and then they realised it's like hey if you've got some money you can you can get pretty much whatever yeah. you want if they're independent and Ring of Honor were generous enough to say hey yeah you can you can have Lethal and he can come over and defend the yeah. Ring yeah. of Honor title as well so he had a it was a three way match wasn't it it was a triple threat um, for the Ring of Honor title and immediately the eyes that you put on your product just by having that was really, really cool. And obviously it went from Jay Lethal to all of these other people. He had a match with Noam Dar. Yeah, he had had a singles with Noam Dar and and then the next day it was was the triple threat for the Ring of Honor title. The thing that I I think... Liggs, maybe? I think it was Liggs, yeah. The thing I think that Jay brought to it that not a lot of people will realise is that when we were shooting promos in this back room against a green screen... um, it was such a small dressing room area. Huh. Like the, there was really a couch. There was maybe around maybe 30 square feet of space, it including a little bit outside. Yeah. Um, and so everybody was on top of each other and we're shooting all the promos there. And as we're shooting promos, Jay was just like chipping in and saying, you should say this, you yeah. should do that. This is how you should like say that. And you can set up to that through that. And he sort of opened a lot of our eyes, I think, to how 
to shoot vignettes and shoot promos and stuff like that. He, uh, I went out and did my first bit. It wasn't for a match. I think it was just a segment where me and Big Demo came and like ran off Rampage and Blompier. Uh, obviously, I went after Rampage. No, <laughs> and when I got to the back, and it, it really sort of—he was the nicest guy, Lethal, full of advice though. And I, I remember feeling crap about myself. He didn't mean to make me feel crap about myself. He just immediately, when I got through the curtain, he called me and went, "Everything needs to be bigger. Every motion you make, every expression needs to be bigger." And I remember like going, "Yeah, thanks, thanks very much. Like, thanks for the advice." And then I was like a bit like, "Oh man!" And then Dixon went, "It's the Ring of Honor World Champion just giving you advice." And I was like, "Yeah, that is pretty decent <laughs> to be fair." And and. He was totally right as well. And I think we all did, or certainly me and you had more on-camera stuff to do, learned that as it went on. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, I, we'll talk more about it, I'm sure, but I was really bad at the start. I don't think I, you were. I, I don't know. I feel really... Because I, I went through the curtain on the first show with the cardboard belt. The whole thing's ludicrous. And I remember coming backstage and somebody told me that one of the wrestlers, I think it was Noam Dar. It was me, American, I told you. An American accent. <clears throat> well, that kid's over. This kid's over, bro. And Because um, they I, were chanting Adam Pachi. Oh, Adam yeah, Pachi. Yeah, it was which crazy. Which ludicrous. And I got out there and I realized, hey, I probably should have thought about what I was going to say. <laughs> and that was a real turning point. I'll call it, it in like, the ring. Yeah, I was just like, Jesus Christ, I'm going to come out here. I'm going to welcome everyone. But this is mental. I've been away for several months and thrown into this thing which is just so crazy yeah. we never really performed in front of a live crowd at all you'd done some stuff in Dallas I'd done some Casual stuff at stuff. in London in front of a small crowd but this is a completely different kettle of and fish. it's not performing yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and these are people that have paid to be there yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. totally um, and yeah that was a just it was it was something so different to what we're used to. Yes. And I realized very quickly that I needed to get better. Um, it all built up to Built to Destroy, the first mm -hmm. pay-per-view, I guess we'll call it. And we did start doing the themes for all of these. Do you remember? Built to Destroy. Yeah. No, that's loaded. What was yeah. Built, yeah. To yeah. built to Destroy! Yeah. <laughs> um, it was uh, a rowdy atmosphere. I remember the crowd were, were hot for it. Um, and there was various matches. There was that street fight between Coffee and Primate, which was yeah. really good. Uh, it all built... I think that's when it was Lethal and Dar, maybe. Or Lethal and Ligero. That was the triple threat. That was, yeah. Right. I think it was a triple threat. It was a world title match. Bring on. Um, obviously, Lethal retained. Um, but he, uh, the main event was Damo versus Rampage. First time I'd managed... Oh, no, I'd, I'd managed Hendry and Damo the night before when I did the fast count. Um, and then it was the main event. And I remember one of the first spots... They whip each other into the corner or something. Rampage hits the ground, and, and I'm on the side of the ring that he's landed on, and he's not selling. He just goes, crap. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, what's happened here? It was just like a twinge or something, but I thought in my head at the time, oh, I was right. like, he's he's ballsed up. He's injured. I, I'm, I don't know what to do. Also, they're both really heavy, big lads. Whenever they hit the ropes, the ring would like jump slightly, and I was like, yeah. oh, my well, it God. Moved, it moved the almost ring, a foot after that yeah, first taping. It was crazy, and it being at ringside with a camera, and you'd just feel it, and especially when people would hit the ropes and the ring would move and it would move into you and you've got like a camera with a box on the front, mm. like a matte box, and it would just jut into the box. And obviously it's not the guy's fault. No, no. But you just sort of like, you <laughs> get thrown back almost into the Because it doesn't feel like reality when you're looking through that lens. No, you, you, you're in your own world, aren't you? Because mm. you're looking at this little thing there. So yeah. you're seeing this distance, which is why a lot of times I, I would then from that point use... Uh, the screen as best I could because at least then you had a gauge of the actual distance. You can see what's you happening could... around you, I guess. Yeah, well. you've got your peripheral vision, which is great. Um, that all ended with the first ever swerve in WCPW history. The double turn in the main event with uh, Blompier betraying Rampage and siding with Damo, uh, who then attacked both me and you. Yes. And the ref. Two refs, maybe. Um, and 
What did he hit you with? A clothesline? A lariat? The belt. He had the, oh, the belt, belt at the time. Uh, my glasses were broken, but <laughs> they were actually broken before that match happened. Oh. So I went out there with cracked glasses. Gimmicked glasses. No, 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 these were my legit glasses. They cost like £200 or something like that. Oh. And Blompier and I were filming a promo backstage, uh, and it was one where we sort of square off, I guess. It was eye to eye. He, he was doing the cocky sort yeah, of like, yeah. well, good luck, mate. Um, and then he... I, he hesitates and then he turns around and he slaps me. My glasses go flying to the floor, just crack immediately. Like the lens is, is so. When I went out there, I was like, "Oh God, I hope people don't see that my glasses are already broken because I know I'm going to be hit in the face by Damo." So he clobbered me with a belt. It really, Did really, hurt. Oh, legit, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Because uh, it understandably, oh, it yeah, yeah, that's good. the thing. Yeah, because yeah. we didn't know how to sell or anything. Yeah. I think they were a little bit more stiff quite often. Always safe. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But you, I'll, you finish yours and I'll talk about how sure. my experience of being hit for the first and, time. And so. He hit me with it, and I was like, Jesus Christ, that really hurt. My glasses go flying across the ring, and there's this great shot from the end of the thing where my glasses are on the table like <laughs> so. You can clearly see the, the on, on the table, on the on the, the mat, canvas, yeah. on the canvas, with a crack in them while I'm laid down behind, and you can just about see Damo like, posing with the yeah. ball. It was a really, really, really great good. visual. Um, big shout out to both uh, Ollie and Tony and all the photographers we had. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 they, they were, were fantastic. Then uh, he, I had to, I think this was before you maybe, but I had to also take a bump, not take a bump, but take a, a move. The plan was that he was going to grab me and sling me into the turnbuckle and I'd put my arms up and I was taught that if I put my arms up, it'll be fine. My arms will go over the top rope and I'll just go goosh and then hit the floor. I was so nervous. I thought I was going to break my neck or something. And um, I got in the ring and I approached him from the wrong angle. It's just a little thing like that. And he wasn't going to be able to turn and throw me into the turnbuckle, the correct one. Uh, so he just punched me in the face. But it felt so weird because there's this huge guy just going, and, I, and it just felt like like that. It was crazy. I don't know how he did it. Oh, it was that soft. It was a light. Oh, thing. it was so really? soft. It, Who was it, this from? Sorry, demo. Right. Okay. Didn't hurt. It just felt like a, like I'd clunked it on something. Didn't it give was me amazing. The same special treatment. <laughs> <laughs> um, he just. I think he must have improvised. He thought he's in the wrong place. Ah, oh, goosh. And then I, I hated the way I sold it, but I remember Liam Slater saying, "Nah, you went down like a boxer, like dazed." So I accidentally sort of did all right. But yeah, I wasn't. I, I was quite. I beat myself up a little bit about it when it went online after I remember, that. Yeah, a few comments were said in the yeah. comment. It was just like Jack sold that horribly. But I think actually some of those dodgy cells, yeah, <laughs> it added to it as right. well because we're not wrestlers, and then it looks like we've been legit punched. If we, if I just gone like flat back up, like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> over the top rope, whoa, the Shawn Michaels. Um, and then from then on, things just really took off very fast. The next shows were in the O2 Hold Academy. On. We need to give a special oh. shout out to Juicen's Plant Hire. What? For giving us, <laughs> uh, for, for where we basically, we needed a hard cam oh. uh, position. And because we're in this warehouse, there, was, there wasn't any place with real leverage you could put it safely. So yeah. we had to hire scaffolding. And we thought, well, hire the scaffold and they'll build it. Nope, they turn up and just left it. Obviously, because <laughs> that's what their job is to bring it. So we had to really quickly on the day of the first show, I think, learn how to build scaffolding. Amazing. And it took Simon Corby, massive shout out to Simon yeah, Corby. Yeah. He was just sort of watching us struggle with it, knowing he could do it in about 10 minutes. And he just sort of like, let us just be idiots. And then just came along and went, do that, do that, do that, <sighs> done. Right, let's crack on. We're so punk rock, so DIY. Um, <laughs> with the back end of a big YouTube channel. Now, um... <laughs> Then things really rapidly took off. Um, we then ran our next shows in the O2 Academy. Sam, I wanted to know what you thought about that because for me personally, as a teenager, I always got to gigs in the Academy. Yeah. It was insane for me doing a show it in there. It was huge. Yeah. Like, I I properly loved that venue. Mm. Um, it's somewhere I've had some of the best live music experiences yep. of my life and getting to run a show there was amazing. The one thing 
<laughs> was that I didn't realize backstage in a venue was quite that normal and like oh, dingy because right. it's like sort of it's just like corridors for dressing rooms and all the dressing rooms of course because it's an old building they're all small yeah, yeah and it's like you sort of walk in the back and it's like oh what's it going to be like and it's like no there's just some stairs to the stage yeah there's four dressing rooms uh, a few bathrooms and showers and that's it one thing i always remember about that venue is is going uh because the, the there was the corridor the main corridor ran actually underneath the venue underneath the stage yeah. and if there was the people taking bumps in the ring the show was on at the time you could hear it through the ceiling going like doo -doo 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 -doo. Yeah. I just liked it I thought it was quite a cool sort of it made everything feel live and exciting even yeah. when we were backstage doing nothing um, those shows uh, that first run of tapings as well there were some big developments in the promotion there was of course many people's favourite match in the entirety of WCPW Kirby versus Osprey won yeah. which Kirby won which was huge oh, massive, because massive Will was match. over in New Japan at the time everyone yeah. thought no he can't his Can't stock live. was rising quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And Kirby had previously booked in, been booked in comedy matches. Yeah. He'd been doing stuff with Liguero. Those two have been wrestling forever. Uh, and their match at Built to Destroy was a thing. It was a comedy, match. a comedy match where you'd lose your mask, you have to wear a dress or something like that. And then he's booked in this match with Will Ospreay. And it was absolutely phenomenal. And it was an organic face turn, yeah. whether it was intended or not, which it, it wasn't no. for, for Martin Kirby. Everyone respected him. Will cut an amazing promo yeah. at the top of the ramp afterwards, just saying, respect that guy yeah. in the ring because he's, he, he's, he's that great. good. Yeah. Um, I always remember, I was watching from that balcony at the top of the academy, um, which we never let Primate jump off, even though he wanted to do always so. Always wanted to jump yeah, off it. Oh, yeah. fancy that. Um, it's only 28 feet. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'd like to run future shows in the Academy. <laughs> um, he did jump off the fire exit at one point, which is a big moment I remember. Yeah. But um, the Kirby Osprey thing, I remember at the start, everyone's cheering for Osprey. He's like the golden boy, the biggest thing in British wrestling at the minute. And there's a small contingent of, of fans, I remember, from Yorkshire, who were just chanting Yorkshire and chanting for Kirby. And there was like a little pocket of them and the rest of the crowd. There's some interplay between them and the rest of the crowd. And gradually, like Rocky Four just spread as Kirby <laughs> was like surviving more and more moves. And then he got the pinfall, which I think Will hit an Oscar, but Kirby turned and caught him, did a backslide. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And the place just went up and it was amazing i think it, it was, might be my favorite match it's sort of the birth of our biggest star yeah like that was that was it like kirby became obviously the fan favorite and yeah it never let up from that point um it was really interesting that uh, james dixon a guy that we'll probably talk about quite a lot throughout this thing the head book of the talent liaison guy he said uh before he that trained match, kirby. Even happened, yeah he did train kirby mm. he said at the beginning i remember going kirby's going to be the guy that gets over he's just that did he say that yeah yeah and and he did he was right. it was organic as well which yeah. is even better um, we also had the start of the women's division. We only had two women at the start, but look at where they are now. Uh, Nixon Newell, who is now, of course, Tegan Knox in NXT. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's just, I think, returning from injury as well, which is great. Just came back yep. um, on the house show circuit now. And B Priestley, who uh, is the she's top champion in B stardom. B Priestley in stardom, yes. Yeah, she's the <laughs> And she also came out on the Fight for the Fallen pre-show and got a huge reaction. Yeah. And it's just crazy to see how far they've both gone. I mean, they were both good. Um, but man, they've really both taken off. And I mean, Priestley especially. Like, if there's an award for most improved, yes, she just came leaps and bounds. She's incredible. She, she was always good. I didn't. She's so good. I now. didn't realize how um, a lot of the wrestlers from the roster have been tweeting like their thanks to the promotion and stuff. She's she's come across like, so grateful. Yeah. And I, I just I was like, that's really sweet because she lovely she, person. Oh, she's fantastic as well. I mean, I mean, <laughs> so many of them are. So many. Yeah, of them are I did. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, 
But that was the start of the women's division. Uh, we also had Aaron Stevens, our first big import, I guess, fresh from WWE, which I think shocked yeah. a lot of people. Super fresh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also the likes of Doug Williams coming in, uh, Moss and Slater, who become one of the big tag teams of the tag team division. Grado as well. It was kind of a mixed bag. It was a good mixture of comedy, hardcore guys, main event, charisma, that sort of thing. It was... It was I I was amazed how quickly it took off, to be honest. Oh, totally. Just to go to Aaron Stevens again. So he was Damian Sandow, obviously, yes. in WWE. Yeah. And he was obviously burned out with wrestling. You can understand why he was upset following the treatment that he got in WWE, yeah. that he was never really properly utilized. This is when he was hot as hell. They never pulled people, the trigger on him. No, yeah, people yeah. were pissed off because he'd lost the money in the bank cash and all that sort of stuff. And they'd never taken advantage of it. And that time, his stuff with The Miz was amazing Yes. As well. So he came in and he was obviously like a bit burned out with wrestling, not really into it. And I remember him coming back through the curtain and saying, wow, they were they were chanting my name because they were chanting Aaron Stevens, yes. not Damien Sandow. Yes. And it, he said that it just reignited a fire in him. And that yeah. was like the power of WCPW at this point because fans were so rabid. They were so passionate that like you could somebody who'd been in the WWE, he's, he's performed in front of yeah. 20, 30, maybe 40,000 people. Yeah. But that was so special to him, and that's yes. so cool. It was really cool. Uh, and all that all led to Stacked, which had the first title change uh, and another big heel turn <clears throat> from Joseph Connors, who went on maybe my favorite title reign of the promotion, I think. It's my favorite thing yeah. that we ever did was the the turning of Joseph Connors to like this horrible, evil, golem-like character. Yeah. Holding of the uh, he was clutching fantastic. his title and cheating yeah. any way he could to win if, and hold on to it. And then the culmination of all of that at Delete, which we'll get onto later... Right. Um, that for me was just the best thing I think we ever did. If there's anyone, and, and quite a few of these guys, I think it's fair to say without being too critical, because of the limitations of NXT UK being once a week for one hour, a lot of these guys have been underutilized so far who've moved on. And I think Connors is perhaps the, the biggest loss for them in terms of underutilization. He's, he's so good. What character guy. His yeah. promos, he's yeah, he does. And he's not been allowed to properly demonstrate that. And I think it's very frustrating. But he, um, he turned on Henry. He was frustrated because of one of my favorite things in the entire promotion's history, the song, <laughs> the Joe Henry's music. Oh, Play Joe Henry's music. Play Joe Henry's music. Joe Henry's music, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and Joseph, Joseph Connors. Shout out Sands. to Sam yeah. for the he edit on that. that. So on, on, the, the, Tron. on the day of that, um, Henry came up to me and he's like, so I've got my bit done. I've got like all of the music and I'd already made Joe like a 3D logo. I was starting to learn how to do like element 3D stuff, like really basic. You import a PNG, make a mask and you can extrude it and make it look 3D. And... Um, I'd done like his logo and I'd made that all work and sort of had these sparks raining down and we never used it initially, I think, because it was just a test. So we used that for the Joe Henry's music part. And then he came over to me and he was like, I want you to break every single rule of editing. He's like, <laughs> I want it to look awful. I want it to look terrible and it has to fit the music and you'll know what I mean when you hear it. And so I was like, right, we'll go for like a, just a stock, like purpley pink background but it was like I think I imported like a PowerPoint template. Yeah, and just I sort of the picture stuck. floating. All the text yeah. was off the screen. Was it? <laughs> yeah, it was Joseph Connor uh, <laughs> in a slightly lighter pink Comic Sans. Um, and then it was it was just it like, was the ugliest really, thing. And Connor yeah. sold it well because he came out. He was like, "What is and then that?" It was just disappointment. In his <laughs> eyes. Like, that followed him for a little bit. I think it's fair yeah. to say. However, his his title reign changed things because everybody yes. saw that he's not just like the. Joe Hendry's mate, or whatever you want to call him, there. He is an incredible wrestler, and like his character work was some of the best ever in WWE. Yes. So, like, the thing there with that is like the chair shot on the heel turn itself yeah. was one of my favorite things. He hits him with the righteous kill, there's a kick out, 
and then he just launches a chair at Hendry. And what you see on TV, or I guess on YouTube, uh, you see the reverse angle shot. So you see him standing tall over Hendry, which is like, you know, your standard shot. But um, on subsequent promos and vignettes during the feud, I think Chris used the wide angle mm. shot uh, from the hard camera. And you just see him launch that chair across the ring. And you see the impact. Hendry like just gets his hand up, but he just batters him. And he goes down and it looked... And then from that point, he's just clutching the belt. Yeah. And he, wherever he is, he's just... It and was, then it miraculously gets a lot bigger at one point. No, the bad. <laughs> it was made better because nobody expected Connors there. Everybody no. was saying... No. I remember people in the it crowd going, he's there to take the fall. It yeah. was there to take Rampage, the Rampage, Demo, Hendry and Connors. Connors. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody expected Connors. Yeah. And it was one of the best things they did with yeah. the belt. Um, we also had the first women's champion crown at that event. It was Nixon. I can't remember if, if that was the match or not where she she kicked B's head in the chair. It was, yeah. yeah. That was oh, the that was the oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember if it was a, a street fight specifically, but it was no DQ in some way. Um, and yeah, first women's champion. Yep. She's gone on to do amazing things. She was graciously awarded the belt by... General Manager Adam Pacitti. Oh, as well. I watched this. I can't watch some of this stuff back. So the announcement video, uh, or the announcement of WCPW, I can't watch back. Okay. So it was I was bad. And this is one of the other ones where you just see me in the ring, not really knowing what to do. There's this like incredible wrestler who looks like, I mean, she's she's really <clears throat> stunning as she's... well. And then I'm there in an ill-fitting suit, like dripping with sweat, not really knowing even how to hand the belt to her. And I seem to remember, and I. I passed her the belt and I raised her hand or something and I'm six foot four and I remember her just being like yanked up I don't know if it got cut in the end but she's like she's probably like five seven five eight or something yeah. like that but I remember her just going like oh, that I and think then you might have, like, I think you might have worked her height a bit there she's a bit shorter than that <laughs> I, oh really okay. yeah, yeah the other thing I remember very fondly from these tapings and there is another instance of you on a microphone during this mm -hmm. um, it's that we knew we had Kurt Angle we knew oh, we had Cody we knew we had Bret Hart but the public didn't know. Oh. And so I was tasked with doing a hype video oh, for each. Video. Uh, I think we announced Cody uh, in like a standard means, but... Cody was already announced. We announced Cody because you painted my face like Stardust. Yeah, that yes. was it. And Ross was dashing. dashing. But we, yeah. wanted, we wanted Angle and Brett to be like big shock announcements at tapings. And yeah. I think we did it over two separate tapings. So when we did the first one, at the second one, people sort of expected another one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the having to sit and I, you know, I because we were only showing it to a live audience, um, we utilized like his WWE music. I cut in footage of like American flags, uh, shots of him like winning at the Olympics, but you couldn't see his face mm. and things like that. And just building and building and building until his music hit. The pop. I sort of put quotes in insane. from him and about like people needing a hero and then the crowd went mental and oh, I remember standing there it was a wave wasn't it people waiting. started getting it in the yeah, crowd and they're just yeah, like no yeah, it can't, but it I, remember, can't yeah. I remember being stood there knowing what was coming because yeah. I was on ringside camera and there is a video out there I think of it being announced live and you can yeah. see it's, it it's still there it's called and I'm it's just true. like I'm just waiting yeah <laughs> waiting for it to happen and the crowd go mental and yeah. I was like and the same thing happened with Brett and it was just like I loved that. I loved yeah. those I moments. I remember walking out. The Brett one had the old Canada on the piano yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. I remember walking out um, after the Kurt Angle announcement. So his music hits. And you know, duh, 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 duh. People started chanting, you suck. This was and it. then I had to come out. And all I had to do was say, like, 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, coming to What Culture Pro Wrestling, October 3rd, the Olympic, your Olympic hero, yeah. whatever it was, Kurt Angle! And you hear yeah. my voice go funny. <laughs> and I came, went back because it, it was so, it was the most energetic that I'd ever seen the crowd. I remember coming back through and I was just like, gee, that's the coolest thing I've ever done. Yeah. It was the, and it wasn't my pop, it no, was Kurt Angle's pop, obviously. But like, I almost fainted but because got, it was just so like, I, I gave... Cheer. Because yeah, of that, because you came yeah. on and did it, but like but nobody expected that. No, because you walked out to that pop though, you could feel the energy. Do you think they was... thought I was Angle? <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. got a bit weedy, hasn't he? <laughs> um, but it was just like, yeah, you were obviously so caught up in it. Because if you watch it back now, you are screaming. I don't remember. Like, it. Screaming! Yeah, yeah. It's so loud because obviously you're trying to get over the noise. Because you didn't, we didn't have any monitors. We we just sort of were in the noise. Mm. There was nothing helping us. Um, there were also some names who appeared at that table for the first time. Uh, EC3, Pete Dunn, who I think was one of the ones we kind of missed the boat on a little can bit. We, can we get a unison one for the next one? And the next one, oh, the, oh. If, if Martin Kirby's the heart of WCPW, this man's the soul. It's Moose! Moose! <laughs> <laughs> right, let's be honest. We all got on with Moose. He's a hilarious and great guy. Oh, he's amazing. And also a great wrestler. Yeah. But one of the most inexplicably over. <laughs> well, not inexplicable that he was over, but the extent to which he was over. I cannot remember who it was. It might have been Ryan, because I think Ryan had Ryan. I think is this Ryan ring announcer or Ryan tag ropes and uh, tag I think Ryan ring announcer. I think he might have had Moose. I think it might have been Ryan, because I think Ryan runs a a promotion (laughs) where he's from. Target in Carlisle, and I think he might have had Moose because I think it was him who came back and said. Good luck getting rid of those. Yeah, it's going to ruin your show for like, two it's months. It's going to ruin your show for <laughs> yeah, two and months. And it did. And it did every show, it. even if Moose wasn't there, it was just Moose on anything. So like the ref would be counting, like if it was a, a one f- what, moose, count out. Yeah, two. one moose. Moose. Yeah, Everyone did it. And and I remember being like at the back of the room or the back of the academy at one point, where like the merch table was and stuff, and the entrance. And um, Moose was there as well at his merch table, just filming the crowd doing Moose chance during someone else's match. Uh, he also tried to steal my McDonald's chips later on. Is that you got any of them fries, Jack? I was like, no moves. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was a bit greedy of me. That was. Uh, I remember the night out after that show as well because EC3 uh, grappled with a fan in Trillions, a bar, because the fan challenged him to a grapple, and EC3 won. <laughs> surprise, surprise. surprise. <laughs> I remember Moose walking in. God, it looks and the like bar two fridges sellotape together the beats bar- a guy in New <laughs> The bar all turned around when Moose walked in going, Moose! Sean McLaughlin goes, who's just walked in over there? (laughs) (laughs) But we were stood, I was stood outside when he walked in and it was like, oh, you've, they've been chanting your name all night. He's like, yeah, man, yeah. Walked down and all we heard, (laughs) because Trillions is like, you have to go down and there's two open doors. And all we heard was just, Moose! (laughs) Moose! Like from the street. Um, I also now have to mention, I'd like to clear up some, some horrible untruths about this. My weird storyline after the whole double turn because I didn't have a client anymore. Damo had gone over to Blompier's side. I had no storyline. My character was adrift. So what the creative team came up for me with for me was maybe my least favorite thing I've ever had to do. Uh, my weird woman chasing storyline where I was Which a little a, creep. It's a shame because you're very good at it, Jack. And I don't oh think my God. <laughs> so you approached Jen Louise, yes. Nixon backstage, I remember. There yep. was something with Melina. Right, so the order, so it was Nixon first. Mm-hmm. I remember the cutting the pro, shooting the promo because she was putting her, I think it might have been just after she won the belt, she was putting it in her bag. Nice belt. And I interrupted her. <laughs> I gave her a hat. I was like, do you want one of my hats? Blah, blah, And she's like, thanks. <laughs> she's like, oh. <laughs> then one with Jen, which was far less awkward because I knew Jen and she's great. And she's not like awkward in the slightest, so it was fine. Um, and then Susie, which was also not awkward because I knew Susie really well. Um, but then Primate chased me off 
and then we spent the next like in kayfabe sort of like, like three weeks chasing running around Newcastle. Yeah, um, the point one when we got to Altrinham, um because he saw fans outside, he chased you round <laughs> around the car park, yeah, around in front of the queue. And, and <laughs> I was I was so knackered. He had to like he had because we did a big loop of the car park. <laughs> it and, was huge. It's like an ice rink. So. And and he had to keep on thinking of ways to not catch me. Like he'd hit a wall or something and like stumble. <laughs> and I was just like. <gasps> Um, yeah, and that all culminated in uh, me getting speared when I was trying to give flowers to SoCal Val. But I didn't enjoy doing that storyline. I remember listening to a review once online. I'm really sorry, I can't remember who it was, but it was a YouTube channel who were doing like a podcast-style review of WCPW. It was a man and a woman. And the I woman, think I remember The this. woman hated me. She was like, and then we've caught, I think they were Australian or American or something. She was like, then we've got Jack the Jobber. Oh, the guy's like, now we have another Jack the Jobber promo where he's trying to hit on someone. And she's just like, ugh, God. We well, <laughs> never intended to lead anywhere. Like It was just pointless It led stuff. to the spear. Did or was it? that just written in no, afterwards? No, that was just written in afterwards. It was just, I, I think some people just thought, hey, that would be funny, get Jack doing that. And essentially, yeah. it, just, it, it wasn't really in fitting with your character anyway. Well, you were no doing sense. a sort of awkward thing, but you're not a, a weird sex pest. Thank you, mate. Cheers. It's the nicest thing you've ever seen. Not on camera, anyway. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it didn't, it didn't make much the sense. The Melina one got cut because I just insisted upon it being yeah, cut. Yeah, I understand. Really so, put my yeah. foot down. Where basically I'd, I'd like try to flirt with her and entice her into this storage cupboard tried it on with her and you could hear inside the storage cupboard her like slapping me and booting me and and it was one of the most surreal moments of my life is me and Melina stood in this thing just side by side against the wall she's just booting the wall and I'm going ow stop it I'm sorry <laughs> and then she comes out and wipes her mouth and goes damn kid and I'm just like oh my god can we not put that in the show please thanks for not putting that in the show I don't know who wrote it but you're a dick whoever you are <laughs> um, this that was me. The, <laughs> <laughs> actually no. the next big show was refuse to lose. What was the theme? Uh, I refuse, refuse to, to lose. They're all the same. Oh, <laughs> fail to destroy. Yeah. Refuse to lose. It is loaded. This was uh, this was our first ever live eye pay per view. Yes, and it went down without a hit. <laughs> as far as I was aware. Oh, this was my favorite. I, I felt so, so bad about it. Should we this. talk about this and then the show, or the show and then this? Should we talk about the show and then this? Right. Okay. This show featured the likes of some huge names of this one. Minoru Suzuki, which was insane yes. to get him. Versus Elzest Coffee, Brown. I think. Yeah. Versus Coffee, a hard-hitting match, of course. Um, we had uh, Cody Rhodes for the first time. And if we hadn't met Cody, I, I don't really know what, what... He's been a very crucial, sort of, in a weird way, figure in Call of the Holic, because the contacts we've made through WCBW have honestly, like, I don't know if we'd have gone to Vegas if we hadn't met Cody through sure. this. Yeah. Um, he's always been very helpful towards us. I'm very loyal to the promotion. He was he was really great. I mm, think yeah. it was like, it, it was near exclusive. He took to, that belt yeah. all around the yeah, world. He, he was the defending belt. the internet title yeah. all over the place, putting more eyes on WCPW. He was selfless. He was always amazing. And the crowd loved him he, and he always sent the crowd home happy oh yeah yes always. he did he would down a beer sometimes in the <laughs> ring what a lad um, we also had Rampage versus Blompier one of the oddest matches in maybe so the oddest good, match yeah. in the, so it was good, good. It, it, for, for what it was yeah. it was what everyone expected which was just shenanigans after shenanigans loads of interference running shout out to Blompier for yeah, buying comedy underwear he had his tighty whities on because he knew those trousers were going to come off 
I remember backstage going to him. It's like you should put like a little skid mark in the uh, in the thing. So when if the trousers do come off, and then at least like there's something for the fans to look at, right? So and he was like, yeah, do you, do you reckon I should? Because <laughs> he was so like invested in the match and thinking about oh, it. And then he was, oh, just shut up! Like, so uh, afterwards, watching their uh, little because after wrestling matches, a lot of wrestlers will have like a little debrief with each other. Uh, often it's the more experienced one giving advice to the other one. This one was very different. It was just Rampage. He was totally fine. And Blompier, like he'd run a marathon, being like, oh, thanks very much, man. That, just that pinfall. Like he does, uh, Rampage does like a mini bonsai drop on him for the pinfall. He crosses <laughs> yeah. his arms like that. It's just, oh, when he, when it's he, a heavy When he put him through the table, the table fell apart before he put him through. So Sean, the ref, I just go like, just lift the table up. Oh, God. Um, uh, the entire thing was being called by Jim Ross and Jim Cornette. Right, oh, yeah. which is just, which is just crazy. Yeah. There was also one of my favorite moments in WCBW: your heel turn, screwing oh, Martin Kirby. Yeah, the glow sticks. Um, How you weren't one blinded. of the best moments. Glasses, mate. That's yeah, it was like, there, <laughs> that... was, there were a couple that sort of looked like they were going through. It, it was really nice to see yesterday when all of these people were sharing uh, memories of WCPW. Uh, the, a lot of the most upvoted ones and the, the more regular ones were th that heel turn. And I was really proud, not just of the heel turn, but the, the, the character yeah. after that. I think I, I, I really came into my own. I was you really, did. really happy with it. Um, especially because I was so like, I, I think the plan was to just take me off and get the GM thing off me and not use me anymore. And then we were like, okay, we'll do the heel turn and see how it goes. And then I think I really proved myself. Yes. But as a visual, that was possibly great. WCPW's greatest it's, visual. Yeah. The, glow sticks, it's insane. I think it's the moment or one of few that will be the most remembered from WCPW. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, so for those who haven't seen and it. And a great match as well. It's oh great. yeah, fantastic <laughs> match. Yeah, not just because of the, yeah. Um, it's Connors, the heel champion, Kirby, who's had this organic babyface turn. He's about to win. He's about to hit the Zoidberg elbow, which he never, ever hits. And the crowd are all buying it. The crowd have all brought pink glow sticks along because they really want Kirby to win that we much. We distributed the glow sticks. We oh, did we? We, we, yeah. we were hoping. Damn. No, people did bring people them. People did bring them, but they were the heavy, thick ones. <laughs> God, they didn't throw them. Uh, so yeah, we gave out like six, seven hundred mm. or so in the hope that they would throw them when it happened. Unfortunately, they did. Kirby's on the ropes for the Zoyberg elbow, <laughs> and you timed it well. But were you scared? Terrified. Yeah. Because it's such an obvious visual cue. But when you're behind that curtain, you're just yeah, thinking, yeah. "Oh God, what if I do it wrong? How can I what miss if I trip? the the bald guy going whoop <laughs> <laughs> along the? I can't get that I wrong. Surely, but like... in my head, I'm just thinking, "Oh God, what, what if he does it before and I'm not yeah. meant to do yeah. it? And then it happens, and I was worried that I was a gonna stack it going down the ramp oh, and just it was fall steps, on right? my ass yeah. Yeah. or on my face, I guess. Yeah, it was in Northumbria Uni. Yeah, so it was, it was yeah. like a stage, two, two quite steep steps yeah. and then the floor. B, I was going to push him too light and he wouldn't feel it and then I'm gonna, I'd am gonna, i have to go back up and... <laughs> or C, I was going to push him too hard, he would slip and he would injure himself. So fortunately, I just used my fingertips like that, he felt it on his bum and then he went over. But you can see in the, the, the videos online still and you can see people in the crowd literally going, there's a guy called Andrew Emerson who goes yes. to all of the Northeast yeah. wrestling shows and you see him He's go, going up if you parmesan yeah. like that he people so cared and the rain the the glow sticks came raining down and you just stood there on the apron which was great until one of them i think clipped you yeah clip and i, I thought that's enough I, we've got the visual <laughs> yeah. now i was there for you, maybe 15 what seconds what were you saying i've always wondered this what were you saying yeah, you to were him? Mouthing i was mouthing uh, i hate you i hate you 
so much. <laughs> no, no, I didn't know. I haven't really thought about what Did am I going to say when I'm there. I remember getting up there and said, "Oh, okay, I'm here now. I can't just stare him down." I, I hate you and so effing much. It was a feud that had been building since the first tapings when he, you, you just found him annoying. Yes. You, you were a face. He was a heel, and he was annoying yeah. you to get matches and stuff. And it totally switched. Exactly, it was, and it was because the fans started to love him. Yes, when I was denying his like title request. Yeah, like, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, what was the the setup for this? He handcuffed himself to the rope. Was Sang it? karaoke. Yeah, yeah he's seen karaoke. karaoke during other matches. Come yeah. out, and it was eventually. I was like, fine, you can have your title match. But the setup was was perfect for it. It was so well executed. It's something um, I'm really really proud of. We also uh, had the main event, which was a huge match as well. Um, Kurt Angle versus Joe Hendry. Hendry yeah. had previously. Um, won the Kurt Angle Invitational Rumble or Battle Royal. Last eliminating EC3. Which, last eliminating yeah. EC3 or um, I guess like the, the the Dark Matter version of Joe Hendry um, if you look at them side by side. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he uh, uh, he did so many of those near like whoa oh I no I've fallen onto the ropes and I was like mate don't fall like we can't EC3 Angle happens all the time in TNA or in Impact yeah. we can't have that. Um, and then I was like, Henry is of everyone on the roster. I think the wrestler that I think we all know the most. Yeah, maybe. I think so. And I didn't even know him that well at the time, but I felt really proud of him because it was a, it was a great so match. Proud. It was his best yeah. match to date. It, was, it had a think, real like sports entertainment mm, big feel to it. It yeah. felt really important. Yeah. And it was brilliant. I remember Joe coming back through the curtain and just being like, everyone congratulating him because it was, it was great. It was a great matchup. They're both, I mean, obviously on different levels because Angle's one of the best amateur wrestlers ever, but Henry is also an amateur wrestler. They had that, you know, groundwork. And they both had a keen sense of the sports entertainment side of it. And I remember asking Joe, I was like, because Joe got him in the ankle lock. And it was before Joe was using the ankle lock. And everyone was like, this isn't going to happen, is it? And then eventually Angle rolled through and reversed it and, and got the win. But I remember saying to Henry afterwards, I was like, I really thought he was going to tap when you had the ankle lock in. And he was like, mate, I did as well. I was like, come on. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, it was it was a really good I, that show was one of the best ones I reckon. It's, it's a shame that nobody saw it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's go back to this. Here we go. So it was the first iPay-per-view. It was on uh, What Culture Extra at the time. It was yes. the newly launched and subscription it was, service. It was also streaming through Fight TV. Um, was it at that time? I don't Possibly, think it was, I you know. know. No, I, I think that know. was that that came later as a backup in case the What Culture Extra feed didn't work. Yeah. So the so, feed, essentially too many people were logging on. Uh, demand was far higher than they expected. And you came after, like you had been doing the vision mixing. It looked amazing. Sam did well, such a good job. Oh, the, the crack was basically like, I started I started off doing live mixing at shows um, as like a build up to this, like just getting used to it. And I think for the, the prior set of tapings, Every night, maybe if we did a two or a three night taping, I was sat there the entire time, dark matches, everything, just cutting it, recording it, going back and looking at it, spending time working out how I'm going to do transitions, how I'm going to do things like name slates, cutting to VT, how we're going to get the conversation going with you and commentary and all this stuff. And uh, I'm terrified. I'm absolutely terrified. I don't feel like I'm at all ready to do this. Um, everybody around me is like, it'll be fine. And I'm like, no, it's all going to crash and burn. Oh, right, it was very and much, Sam's the most qualified for this. He'll be fine. It's, it's <laughs> all going to catch on fire and it'll all be my fault. And then um, I completely forgot that we then had to work with Cornette and Jim Ross. So mm. met Cornette first. And Alex Shane. And Alex toilets. Shane. Yes. Shane. Toilets. The side, <laughs> there was yeah. a sign in the background but, of one of the sorry, shots yeah. pointing to the toilets but, and it pointed to Alex Shane's head. Sorry, carry on. It was like... <laughs> it was like um, toilet shame. <laughs> I met Cornette first, and Cornette was fine. Cornette was just sort of like, "Yeah, great." And then Jim Ross walked in, mm. and Jim Ross was obviously fine, consummate professional. But like when he like asked for me and then reached out and shook my hand, 
it was like that's the voice that's yeah. the childhood voice yeah. so it was like I just froze uh, and then I'm terrified we're going through things backstage we're running through all of the VTs how long the show is going to run the a lot of time for all the segments like any segments we can move around in case there's anything you have to basically take all of this stuff into account so everything's numbered and structured and if you need to move stuff or get rid of stuff you can just all do it you all have the same sheet of paper and it's all uniform and like everybody eventually leaves and I am terrified it's just me and Jim Ross left in this locker room um, and he looks at me and he's like you look really nervous son and I was like yes yes I am this is the first time I've done this it's all going to go wrong and he was like well what are you doing and I explained I was doing all the vision mix and he's like do you watch sports I was like yeah and he basically told me just treat it like sport don't try and be arty mm. don't go for lingering shots don't go for ridiculous stuff unless it's absolutely warranted and then like he just calmed me right down and then <laughs> at the end of it just put on his hat and went at the end of the day just get out there and hit all the buttons baby and then <laughs> smacked me on the back and walked out of the room and then from that point I just, I was so on it. And then I'm sat for the whole show. I'm getting all the cues right. Everything's mm. going well. It's not ex amazing, but like I'm getting it right for the first time and there's not been any colossal F-ups. And, <laughs> and then afterwards I'm sat there, we go dark, everything's happened and everybody's like left and had a great night. And I'm sat there and I'm like, that was amazing. I'm like shaking with joy. It's like, I've done it. I've done something I didn't think I could possibly do. And then Jack came up and he went, he went, it's a great show, man. Just shame about the stream. And I went, no, it was, it was don't check Twitter. Don't check Twitter. Don't, don't Twitter. check Twitter. Yeah, because then I logged on to Twitter immediately after that. I was like, what do you mean? And you went, oh, the stream. And I was like, yeah. what? And so checked. And then I had around 400 notifications just mm. calling me every name. Oh, it was your it fault. Was it wasn't your fault. Yeah, because yeah. because I was the one that was responsible for all of that stuff, apparently, in their mind. Well, my job stops at, as I said, I'm the one that just clicks on what cameras you're watching. But I guess people didn't understand. But I'll never forget just going from this amazing high <laughs> and this like, because it's like anybody that does media or has ever like made a short film or anything or done a live event, like when it goes well and when you've finished it and mm. you feel like You're it's buzzing. gone well, it's just this huge natural high. Yeah. You're like, this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. We did it. And then just having that taken away from yeah, me. Yeah, very sorry. And I, uh, yeah, that was, that was crushing. <laughs> that was absolutely crushing. Funny though. And then everything built up to the next big show, which which felt like the next step up, really, because it was in uh, one of the ice arenas that we ran. Uh, this was True Legacy. It was our first show, I believe, outside of Newcastle. Yep. Which started a, a, a crazy journey of... She's been on the roads of the UK a lot, um, which, in hindsight, I actually quite enjoyed the travelling around lifestyle a little bit because it wasn't constant. We didn't have the full wrestler experience. We were just sort of part-time part, -time part of the show. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It was. Um, it led to a lot of stressful moments, a lot of very funny moments as well, um, and we all became very well acquainted with Weatherby Services. Oh yeah, kings of <laughs> Weatherby. Services. What a service station that was. Um, do any of you have any road stories off the top of your head? I just remember being terrified on the way home everywhere because everybody else would fall asleep. Mm. But I, I can't fall asleep in a car knowing it's late at night. I don't want to be the right. guy that falls asleep on the driver. So I always tried to stay awake as best I could. But, like, there'd be times where I just drifted off. Uh, uh. And, like, I'd wake up terrified. Like, not because I know the driver's going to fall asleep, but because, like, I'm not there for conversation to, like, keep the driver stimulated. Mm. Well, I remember Stevie Aaron almost killing us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, we're in, so we're in a... Oh and God. Stevie, God bless him, the heart and soul of WCW. Yeah. Um, one of our ring announcers, the longest tenured ring announcer. Um, in the world. In the world. 
Um, he was driving us to one of the shows. We pulled into services, and on the slip road on the way out, it was an automatic kind of minivan yeah. type of thing. And he, he just I think wasn't he went the, for the clutch. I've never driven an automatic before. Yeah, I've driven a, a manual. I imagine it's very confusing if you're not used to it. I remember keeping it quiet when I turned 25 and I was old enough to be able to drive Randalls because they didn't know that I could drive. And I thought, <laughs> I'm just going to keep that noise to myself because I didn't want to be the driver on the road. Um, but he stalled it. Stalled it twice, I think, <laughs> on the uh, slip road. On the slip road. road. Back on the slip. Yeah. And he did, oh, sorry, lads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you almost killed us there, Steve. <laughs> oh, I've got it this time. I've got it this it time. Was, <laughs> it wasn't deliberate, though. No, but, oh, no, we're not having a go. Like, it, it just, I remember, it was sort of like the scene in uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles where they're spinning out of control. Whoa. And when they, when they finally get to like, rest, he's just peeling his fingers one by one <laughs> out of the dashboard. Because uh, we were all just like, obviously, because the first time it was like, oh, God. And then the second time there were cars behind us and we <gasps> got up to speed and it was just <clears> at the merge point and we stopped mm. again. And it was like, <clears throat> there were a lot of funny. We'll talk about our favorite moments at the very end, like our singular favorite moments. But one of my favorite just things that happened often was um, doing a show in a new town, heading to the hotel, all arriving in drips and drabs and just sitting and having a few beers in the hotel bar afterwards with some of the best wrestlers in the world. Which yeah, is it's a testament to how welcoming everyone was. Because mm. after the shows, it was just like everyone crowds round, and it, it, was like it wasn't. Family. It wasn't like it wasn't all of the YouTube lads are no. there, and then all the wrestlers are there. Everybody just got on, and yep. I think that's in part because all of the wrestlers enjoyed doing the shows. Because some of the best wrestlers in the world, on the independent scene, certainly mm. were a part of them, uh, and the exposure that they were getting, everybody, everybody cared. Mm -hmm. Everybody mm -hmm. cared. I remember we had like a, a group, like a big group on Facebook with all the crew and all the wrestlers and all, everyone involved was in this big Facebook group, which would often be like, has anyone found any kick pads? <laughs> but um, I remember various veterans of, of wrestling would, would comment on the fact that locker rooms aren't always like this. Like, apparently our atmosphere was very good, very friendly. And everyone just got on. It seemed like a real like team effort, basically. And it was mm. it was really nice to be a part of. But we didn't know any different. I thought the wrestling business is great. Yeah, it's wicked, <laughs> isn't it? Um, it led to True Legacy, which I think was in Altrincham. I think that's uh, it. Was yeah, it was just outside of Manchester, uh, Silverblades Arena. Yes, the Silverblades. Yeah. Oh man, but me and Melina was... bonded over the uh, the gloves that they were selling in the vending machine at the Silverblades. She was. Oh uh, yeah, where did you get those gloves from the vending machine? It was a great one. Though. We <laughs> were stood next to each other for a meet and greet, and she was a lovely woman yeah she's really bloody cool. hell those meet and greets are amazing one of my favorite pictures from wcpw uh is of me you and a very very young fan he must have been about three do you remember the little little kid and he was so, he was so excited especially to meet jack the jobber yes and we get we, we've got this picture of him and he's absolutely like he could, couldn't believe he couldn't give a toss about like kurt angle sat over there side, uh, side an autographs he was so just weird, so man. into jack the job and there's so a weird. really nice picture of us all doing mm. the wrestler fist thing that you do in photos. There was a different kid as well who once gave me, I think it was the second time I'd met him, but it was like, there was like a year gap in between. And when you're like five and six, the different, I didn't, I was like, what, he's tall enough. It was weird, but I remembered him and he gave me like, uh, he wasn't that young, but he gave me like a um, key ring that he'd made. And on one uh, side it had WCBW, on the other side it had Jack. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, he wasn't that young. He's probably about oh, nine or 10. If you're watching this now, cheers. Cause that made my day. Um, yeah, we met loads of like just great people. Everyone was so nice, weren't yeah. they? And uh, if you ever see us and and we've met before and we don't remember, we're really sorry. It's just we met in this period of our lives. We met so much, like so many people. It, it's it was impossible to remember everybody. Um, but it was great. Sam often missed these because he was busy setting up the show. 
Yeah, I wasn't on camera either, so nobody cared. No! <laughs> so, you but... can tell a real What Culture fan when they knew Sam Driver. <laughs> You're the Shredditor! Yeah, yeah, yeah I am! Um, no, I was, I was often, like, uh, we were working out where to run cables. We were yeah. working out, uh, you know, how we were going to set up ringside, how it was going to look, the lighting rigs, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and eventually, when it progressed to the fact that we'd be doing it live, mm. uh, we had to start using because when we did refuse to lose, there's a, there's two different ways you can sort of get something out live on the internet. One's like a direct line, which is just like a huge Ethernet cable they run down from a satellite on the roof of the building that yep. they sort of put there for the event. Um, and the other way is to hire a sat truck or a sat van, and we had a sat van um, guy. Yeah, we did, and it was it was mental because he'd just come in and he'd be like talking about so what like format what encoders are you using I'm like mate I <laughs> like I Windows Movie Maker we're, <laughs> we're recording this in MOV and that's all mm. I know so like I've never used these cameras before they're like brand new like I know that we're using mm. SDI we're not using wireless systems yet and it was like that learning curve was crazy yeah. as well and, and some like where the clouds had come and you'd have to move the van yeah. and it was like what I love doing those meet and greets it was always a bit awkward because we'd do the meet and greets before the show. People would buy like the VIP tickets and they would get to meet us, you lucky devils. Um, and it was like everyone would queue up by the ring. We'd all be there with our shoes off. Take your shoes yeah, off. Yeah, forgetting because yeah. you don't want to mess the, the canvas Ooh, up. What should be here then, mate? Forgetting, that, um, forgetting to wear like matching socks every time. Oh. I remembered like oh, his toe man. poking through his thing. Um, the meet and greets were a lot of fun. And yeah, this show this. felt as I say, it felt bigger. It felt like the biggest, it was the biggest one we'd done at this point. And I could tell the noise of the crowd was more. Um, and also, it was just nice to know that we were in a different city and people had still come. Yeah. Um, this had some big matches on it. I think this was the one where the opening match of the main show, like non-dark, was Mustache Mountain against Moss and Slater. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the crowd were really hot for it. It was a great tag match. Really good match. Yeah. And... Um, there was Kirby Damo, which was Damo's off. last match. You got yeah. on holiday. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think that the thing was that uh, I, because I sided with Damo for one night over, uh, only. It was like, oh, I, I've brought Damo in yeah. to kill Kirby, yeah, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And then Damo failed at the end, and I came out, and I remember doing this you horrible. You chastised him, right? Yeah, this, yeah. this blood curdling screech down the mic. No! <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> no! <laughs> no, I just remember going, it was after the show. And I remember people being pissed off when I walked out because it was such a horrible mm, screech. Uh, yeah, yeah, really, really not. And I came out and I was like, what have you done? You've screwed up. And then I think he hit me again at the end. I ended up on my ass and I had to run away. But another great match there. And the main event, of course, yes. uh, was mm. Kurt Angle versus Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I don't know how I felt about these big matches between two. Because one thing that I think we often, one of the criticisms aimed at us that I think we actually defied and proved wrong was that it was just going to be a super card thing. We'd use our UK talent at the expense of the big imports. When yeah. really, actually, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more at the very end, we actually got a lot of UK guys more over because of the shows. Now, I don't know, I never, I felt conflicted about matches like these ones, like super matches like Angle versus Cody, but they, they put on a brilliant match though. It In was fairness, very, yeah. Steve Linsky got over massively. He did a cartwheel at the beginning did, yeah. and yeah. immediately came back afterwards like, can I get that video of me doing the cartwheel? See my cartwheel? <laughs> Steve's great. Steve's um, great senior guy. official, WCBW yes. senior official Steve Linsky. Um, this was also the match where afterwards, and I believe Angle won this one. I think so, Him yeah. and Cody were doing a series in various different promotions. And yeah, Angle won because uh, he gets his hand raised. Right. Yeah. And who should come out to congratulate him? But um, but Joe Henry, who he just lost, who do who Angle had just beaten at the last show, 
And Henry gets in the ring. Everyone's like, this is a great moment. Like, Henry's been so sporting. And I was standing next to Kenny McIntosh in the sort of bit of the bleachers where it was kind of cordoned off for us if we wanted to watch the show, if we had a free moment. And me and Kenny were like, do you think he's going to... Because we didn't know. We didn't. We hadn't read the full script. We didn't know if it, if it was coming on. We were like, he's not going to... He's not. Henry drops down, low blows angle. Me and Kenny both go, oh! The crowd so went good. silent. And it was then amazing. You heard the reaction. It was so good. Because we were both begging for him to do it. We were like, do it, do yeah. it, do it, do it. And he did. And you know what? They they booked this perfectly in that if Henry had beaten Angle in the first match on the first iPay-Per-View, people would have been like, oh, God, they're Roman Reigns-ing yeah, <laughs> yeah. Joe Hendry. It meant so much more. He didn't need to beat him. He came out, and fair play to Kurt for for being up for it as well. It yeah. absolutely made Hendry, mm. and it made him a top heel. Mm. Bang, yep. just like that. The one thing I remember about this show as well is, like, uh, it wasn't going out live. This was pre-recorded, and it was when we were using... Um, I think I don't think it was Elto, but Mark was there. Mark shot. Shout out to Elto. Um, shout out to Mark. And it was <laughs> it was an external camera crew that had come in and, and were helping us sort of get used to shooting wrestling professionally because mm. there's a certain way you shoot it. Like, and if you look at the house, that's sorry, the the house shows the the very first shows in the warehouse. Uh, mm. We we didn't really follow those rules. So we, we used a lot of the NGW it. guys. Shout out to Rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it was like we we had those guys, and I was just my job for that night was to watch the hard cams really far up in sort of like the rafters almost, uh, right in the nosebleeds. And I think for the final 20 minutes, half an hour of the night, uh, it was just me and James Dixon. I was going to ask you about this conversation. Because yeah. I remember you told me about it briefly, but I don't remember exactly we, what we said. We just sort of stood there and I couldn't believe it. Like, I couldn't believe the size of the crowd. I couldn't believe anything. Like I couldn't believe people had turned out to a different city, as you'd said. Uh, people had traveled down from Newcastle to six. They didn't yeah, want like 2,000 people, I think. Yeah, it, it was, was, yeah, was 2,000. And it was it was crazy. And uh, and he just sort of, because he's obviously been in situations like this before, big shows, uh, and he's like, this is what it's all about. And I was like, yeah. And you, you sort of seeing people get engaged with it and you sort of taking it all in as this big picture. It was yeah. amazing. I remember him saying, this is our WrestleMania. Really? Yeah. And I think it was, Legacy. actually. I think yeah. that, that may, I don't <clears> want to say that's necessarily <throat> where it peaked, but as far as like audience attendance mm. and hot crowds, that might yeah. have been mm. it. It felt really big. Uh, but then we moved on to what well, this was right towards the end of the year. Now, this is sort of December time, um, end, of no, end of November, start of December. The next big show, which I think may have been your favorite show, was uh, Delete WCPW in Nottingham, I believe. It was my favorite main event. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I think my favorite show will always be probably <clears throat> the very first Refuse to Lose, just because okay. I did what I thought I yes. couldn't do. But uh, yeah, Delete was great. This was voted, was I think, so good. our show of the year by the yeah. fans. And it was... Well, we'll talk about... It won, I think, the award uh, from FSM as well. No way. Yeah. Kirby for, versus Osprey certainly won match of the year from them. Yeah. Mm. Or did we win promotion of the year, I think, from FSM? Surely not. <laughs> it was... I think it might have been like UK promotion of the year or something No like way. That. We, YouTube promotion. We got, yeah. we got two and one of them was Kirby Osprey. Take that I just remember, <laughs> But I just remember a picture of Drew uh, inside the blue cage. So that's why I can't uh, remember it was show of the year or something. But Oh, that main event was that, so So good. I was going to talk about the main event first and then the special guests later on. Yeah. Um, so the main event was a title match. It was the champion Connors, who by this point was just such a twisted He was on heel. a tear. Yeah. Uh, Joe Henry, who was getting increasingly desperate to get his hands on that belt. This was his final chance. Right. So and, um, he was given chance after chance after chance. At and it was like, right, this is it. Mm. This is your last chance at the belt. Don't come asking for any more. And a returning Drew McIntyre, yeah. who had been, uh, and, and it's no one's fault, but he had unfortunately been actually injured in yeah. a match with Connors. 
and uh, or at a spot with Connors or something. And he came back at a London show before this in the Coronet. I think it was in the London show. Yeah, and it he was. was the mi- we had no, to sneak him in the castle. side of the building. Yeah, this halfway six through the foot show. five Scottish man with long, long black hair. And we had to go, me and Kenny had to go out because he arrived halfway through the show, so no one would see him. And he came in, big hoodie and that. And he's like, All right, boys, how's it going? You're right. And that was Joe Henry. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and um, we snuck him in. And the pop, when the lights went down, they came back up. He had his hood up in the ring, but everyone knew who it was because yeah. look at him. <laughs> and he takes the hood down, and everyone's just like, Oh. And then he went on a cut. This isn't a build-up to this elite WCBW. He went on a cut. Like, one of the best promos I've ever heard live. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. Everybody was just hanging on mm. every single Joseph word. Connors, you are... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know the word. Great. Um, and Connors sold it perfectly as well. Reminded me of Triple H selling Mick Foley, turning back into Cactus Jack a bit. Yeah. He was terrified. And it all led to this cage match. I know you probably want to tell a story about talking to Drew before yeah. this match. So I was about to talk about that. Um... I remember getting there early in the day and I had to talk to somebody about something, but Drew was waiting to talk to the same person and uh, that person's on the phone. So we're just sort of awkwardly sat in a queue, like we're waiting outside like yeah. the, pro- the the principal's office. <laughs> we're just sort of sat there. Like, Sound um, Drew, best part. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, we, the whole thing with Delete was it was a very, very finely tuned operation. It was the finest tuned operation in terms of timing because we had a cage match. And the cage was an old school cage. And the way that they work is uh, when you build a ring, you have the frame. These things slotted into the posts sort of underneath the boards and everything, I think. And they are these little things that jut out at the corners. Uh, and then the cage just slides onto them. But there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There were eight segments to the cage. Right. Uh, and they have to slot in together and then be bound together. And then you've got to move around. But we only had so many hands and we only had so much time in VT. Shout out to the Nottingham-based trainees, by the way, who are oh, in crew, God, because yeah. they were lifesavers on the show. Yeah, and we got it done so fast, but, like, that was hell. Yes. But, well, they're, but they're... just before, shout out as well to um, Howard Drake and... Oh, I've said yeah. his real name. Drake and Slater, who yeah. uh, were, like, the heads of our ring crew. Yeah. Because, man, we without them, yeah, yeah they, they put in so much graft. But I remember, yeah, they're, they're, like, setting up the cage and taking it down and setting it up and taking it down, and we're shaving minutes off each time. Mm. And I think when we started, it was, like, 20 minutes. It was, like, it needs to get down to, like, eight minutes, nine minutes. Yeah. Because uh, we had like back-to-back VTs that would fill that gap, and um, <laughs> Drew's just sat and he's like, you know, I've been watching some cage matches in the build-up to this because I know I was going to be in a cage match, and he's like, I've just been watching really old-school stuff on the network with the old big blue cage, mm. and he's like, and I thought, well, it's it's not going to be an old-school cage, and he turned up and he was buzzing, and he was mm. buzzing especially because it was blue. I was furious because it was it didn't blue. really much because <laughs> like, I I well I wasn't furious. I was just like, oh man. Our whole color scheme was red, white, and black. Uh, And then you just got this like red, white, and black ring with this massive blue monster. I'm not going to hear a bad word about (laughs) the blue bar cage. Um, Yeah, he he absolutely loved the fact it was a blue classic cage. And and not only that, but he won the match. And this is one instance where I'd been. The the finish, though. I'd been bloody worked by Dixon. I had. I was like, he was going over. He was like, Hendry. I was like, oh, sweet. Hendry will be the champion. And. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He didn't win, but Henry played a big part in why that finish of the match was so good. Yeah. Because I think Drew's about... Drew's Connor's just about his... to pilmanize. Drew's neck or something, isn't he? What? I don't know. And then I think Drew gets Henry steps down from the cage. Or to save him, uh, was this earlier? And then I think Drew gets in control, hits his finish, and Henry scrambles. Henry over the has top. to get yeah. out. Yeah. The timing was absolutely yeah. perfect. So it Drew hit his finisher, the um on the Connors. DDT on yeah. Connors. And then it goes one, two, and then three. And then as Henry soon as three, yeah. Henry drops. But um, Henry well, Henry drops at two and a half. So when Henry hits the floor. It's the, the second that it was, Yeah, it was amazing. It, it wasn't a draw or anything. No. Drew was the Clearly winner. Clearly won, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was, it, it the was timing really, was yeah. sensational. It was great. And I was watching it like, oh, God. Because I didn't know who was going to win either, but when it happened, I was like, that was really superbly yeah. timed by all three guys. Um, that show also featured some of the biggest names we ever had, uh, and I've put in the notes here, mine and Pachi's two best friends, respectively, Matt Hardy and Bully Ray. Yes. <laughs> who <laughs> got their bloody hands on us at some various stage. Yeah. We'll talk about yours a bit later. Okay. But you originally recruited Bully Ray into Pachisi Club. I who did. were just running wild at this point, Adam. Ludicrous, this. <laughs> this whole thing is, is a bit of a blur. But essentially, the original plan was actually for me to interfere in two matches in the same way. I'm so glad this didn't happen because it would have been the wrong kind of heat for sure. I think I was meant to interfere in the Kirby match earlier. I think that's Kirby right. Kirby Osprey dick, too. Yeah, dick him over again. Well, I'm glad you didn't because that match was excellent. Yeah, uh, yeah. agreed. Uh, instead, I just ruined one match. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Matt and Bubba uh, had a cool um, sort of hardcore match. Yeah. The, there was a ref bump, and I came out and low-blowed Matt Hardy. And I remember him saying backstage to me, it's just like, do you know how to do a low-blow? Not really, Matt. I've never really done You might be able to tell I'm not very good. Um, and so I went out and... Did it and he, he, I hit him hard. I absolutely like. You don't I need remember, to, you don't need to lay in a low blow. Well, no, no, because I, I, I was worried I about like it looking doesn't, crap. Doesn't the hand always? Whenever you see it on TV, the hand always sort of goes up I've, and hits yeah, him. Yeah. Sort of I've learned how. Yeah, I, yeah. I learned how to do one for North. Yes. Uh, I went the leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I hit him in the bollocks. <laughs> uh, and then, and then the, Bubba Ray, Bubba Ray Dudley joins the Cheaty Club. <laughs> At this point, I think Osprey was already Swords of Essex. Swords of Essex B was in there. Uh, Ray and then Bubba Ray Dudley, the weirdest the mismatch. Picture, at, oh my the god! Picture's the picture's fantastic. B shared it the other day on Twitter. Yeah, I, I don't think Bubba was in that. No, one. it was me, Paul, was Scotty. It where you sat with the backwards chair. No, no. we'll get oh. to that in a bit. My ass. Uh, <laughs> B, Paul, Scotty, Will, and I was just happy to be there. So you see all them they doing like, their like sort of essay pose, yeah, yeah. pose, and I'm. <laughs> big wide grin. How has this happened the to me? Picture. So that was a that was a good match. I'm glad that I only ruined one match mm. there because that was the right call. 
Uh, and it was, I guess, unexpected. I think a lot of casual fans, or, or fans who were unfamiliar with WCPW, I should say, were there. And I remember people walking out after that because they were pissed off mm. that a YouTube guy had interfered. But as far as storyline goes, yeah, he did actually amazing. set up something which yeah. worked really well. So in I our, think it was the in right hometown the next night. Yeah. <laughs> um, but after that match, uh, Matt Hardy walked around the ring, doing a bit of a send-off. I've sneaked my way <laughs> into the crowd, into the front row, because before that, Kenny had approached me and, and came up to me and Gorilla and gone, Matt Hardy would like to do something with you. And I was like, oh my God, I used to play as him on SmackDown 2 because my friend Mark would always be Jeff and I had to be Matt and he wouldn't teach me how to do the Swan Samba. And then um, I went backstage, got in the locker room. The Americans had their own little locker room because they were big, big deal. By, they weren't unfriendly to anybody. They just wanted to hang out with each other. Yeah, they, they, they all knew each other. Each other. Yeah. Um, I think... I went in there and it was Matt Hardy and Bubba Ray Dudley. Yes. And Bubba Ray goes, "Is this the kid who buries everyone?" And I was like, "I think you mean as Ross." I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, this, this, Matt, re- this relates to the final deletion that, stuff. Oh yeah, like the final so, deletion. Yeah. yeah. Which um, we should probably talk about a little bit. I know. I, I know <laughs> it might be uncomfortable, but you, you two, and Blompier did a reaction mm, to it, and at yeah. first, um, you, you didn't like it. I and I, I actually think that a lot of people didn't like it at the beginning, and then people turn, it, it, it they, became better. They, it was yes. so unlike anything yeah. that you guys had seen before, I guess. And I'm not like defending you or anything here, but I do mm. think there were there, there was a portion the, of the audience the, that didn't like it, and you went into that, and that's fine. But we got a lot of me. flack from people saying, "Oh, they hate yeah. the final deletion," the and now they yeah. booked. We didn't know they were going to book my Hardy. Yeah, no. <laughs> and when they did, and then there was a show in the build-up to this one where Kenny was on the road with Matt Hardy doing his like inside the ropes tour with him I just got a DM from Kenny just going like Matt Hardy's just called you out on stage on my show and I was like yeah Whoa. I Jack. walking in the venue that day for delete and um, you and Blompy have already met him you're chatting away to Matt Hardy and he's in his normal voice and he says to me and he goes oh yes <laughs> I'm like oh dick he turned out to be like so nice Wonderful guy. Um, yeah. Full of ideas as well. It's always great. really great when like the imports were over yep. and Bubba was the same in that yep. he had loads oh, of ideas. Oh, he loved storylines. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, I go in the locker room and Matt's basically like, I'd seen the one he'd done on Impact where he dragged a fan over, a fat plant over the thing, a stunned granny and bit their ear off. And um, he wanted to do the same with me. And it's the most surreal moment of my life, I think, is is <laughs> me lying on the floor of the locker room with Matt Hardy on top of me, demonstrating what he's going to do. And I'm just like, this, what's going on here? And he said he'd pop a blow capsule. I'm exposing the business massively here. I think that's What okay. are you doing? Um, and You've still was, got an ear, so I think it's all right. <laughs> he was like... Um, the NWA are going to come after you. <laughs> <laughs> he said... Um, I love Ice Cube. He said that... <laughs> he said that... <laughs> he, he was like... I'm like, I'm not trained at all. He was like, that's okay. I'll lift you over as gingerly as you like. And I was... And he, he sort of did. Um, and he's, all, his only instruction was try and get your screams as high-pitched as you can. <laughs> all right. <laughs> He came around the crowd. He'd, he'd forgot which corner I said I was going to be in. I was in the right corner. He came around. He was making the rounds anyway. He'd find you. He was like, he did a bit of improv where he was like, oh, do you apologize? I was like, yes, of course I do. He's like, do you swear your apology to the seven deities and all this? I was like, yeah. Some guy next to me is just going, get him, get him. <laughs> and at this one point where I grabbed the guy by the neck and go, like, the scruff of his neck and go like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, lucky he didn't smack me. And um <laughs> He just goes. Imagine the fan just knocked you out. (laughs) (laughs) Bites your ear off the jet before Matt can get to it. He he goes to give me a hug, Matt. We hug across the barrier. And in wrestling, everything moves quicker than you think. But in that moment, I remember thinking, like, when's he going to do it? Because wrestlers have such a good sense of slow timing. And he's just waiting. And I just, he picked me up when I was off. Down on the thing. It was a bit of a crunch and landing. And then I could hear him 
it, the crowd will go, whoa, so there's no need for him to do it. But I can hear him going like, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> <laughs> the blood goes everywhere. He like chucks my hat away. Blood's all going all over the place. I'm like, this is good. He goes off and I just try and, I think it's like one of the, I think the only thing I'm good at in ring stuff is selling. I think I'm all right at selling because um, I'm so feeble in that. And um, I was just like trying to freak out. I'd like notice the blood and go like, oh, got backstage. A few of the wrestlers were watching on the screen in the back and they were like, we are so glad you didn't go for your hat because <laughs> they thought yeah. when he chucked the hat, I was going to be like, yeah. right, let's get that. Because I think first. when you'd been speared by Primate previously, one of the first things you did was no, grab, grab that no, hat. Yeah. No, it's I only grabbed my head because I'd hit my head on uh, the canvas. Yeah. Right, okay. Because I, I didn't touch my it shit. It looked like it. you were trying to keep yeah. your hat on. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then went to the back, and Elto, I think it was, was like, was what's this? What's this? And I was like, it's um, my Hardy's blood caption. So he's like. So that's my hardy spit, and he just laughed at me, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll probably go and wash, <laughs> wash myself up." But that was one of the most surreal things I ever, I ever will do. It was, um, it was great. And um, later on, sent him a message, just like, "Thanks so much for everything. That was great." Um, and he, he just was really nice, and he was like, "See you down the road," which is what wrestlers say, like, because they never know when they're going to see each other again. Yeah. And then we saw each other again in Orlando, and he was so sound again. He's, I can't. I'm so annoyed that I, like pissed all over the final deletion the only the only problem i ever had with the final deletion was production quality i thought it could have been so much and yeah, boy, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nitpicky arsehole like that, like. <laughs> that was like, part of the charm though wasn't it, it? i guess it was part of the charm where it was all disjointed and it looked really sort of like the editing was sort of blocky and paste and i'd like yeah i just i think at the time i just saw it and i was like what is this this isn't wrestling but realistically it, it was so different or anything. it was the first great character in wrestling for a long time i just didn't realize it you're allowed to change your mind on stuff yeah, people, yeah. people think that when you yeah, say something you hate it forever and i do think it's the iw i do think do it got better and better um after that show we moved on to a few shows mixed results really um kirby mania uh, wasn't one of our better shows. Let's that just was admit my that. Darkest hour. Was it on, on uh, production? Yeah. Um, it was my personal least favorite venue we ever ran. Yeah. Shout out to everyone who came out in Liverpool because that was a freezing, freezing cold venue. So cold. Oh. Which is weird. like visually, it's a stunning venue. I'm not yeah. saying it's really like architecturally beautiful, but it was cold. There was a there was a vignette or a, a promo video or something shot in the basement BT and gun. it literally looks like a cave down there there's yeah. dripping water there's big puddles of water you couldn't stand in there that was for the oddity it was, yes, but it, was, yeah. it was hot outside or like quite warm outside I think when we did it and then we, you go into the venue it was it just was so freezing cold. colder like, than the ice rinks yeah it was um, it was just damp the entire thing was damp by the way the show wasn't bad because of uh, the crowd who were great yeah um, it was more just like things weren't clicking things things that we'd written didn't go over as well as we thought I think a lot of it is as well though when you've got a freezing cold venue it's hard to get people motivated to take off the jackets and start <laughs> jumping around like, yeah it, it, true you know they expect the place to at least be heated um, we uh, also had lights but, out I remember an excellent match between Travis Banks and Zack Sabre Jr. I remember Travis backstage afterwards being like, that was sick. You know, when like wrestlers are really like yeah. wound up after the matches. He, I've never seen him so intense. He was buzzing because he'd had a great match. It's just the adrenaline, isn't it? There was another match later on with uh, Drew and Osprey. Mm-hmm. And Drew was buzzing after that one. He was like, that's the best match I've had since I came back. I needed that. Yeah. When wrestlers have a good match and they know it's good, they can tell instantly. And they, they're... They're so like high on adrenaline, you can't you kinda of gotta stay out of their way a little bit. <laughs> I had to do your job for, for this for some reason. For lights the, out. Yeah, lights it was, out. I think lights it was lights out. out. It was it's lights this out. Is the Manchester I think lights out was recorded. It wasn't a live <clears throat> Okay, I think, right. I think lights out went on a on a um that, a delay. That was it. So, it was recorded and it was gonna be edited, I think, through the software that we used. So I could literally run all the cameras and we could sit and cut it. But the thing was that 
the person who controlled the screen wasn't there. The screen wasn't... It was only ready to go just as we were about to open doors. Uh, and then they needed us to use, to get all the files onto like a memory stick to then run them through media player. It was VLC. And it was VLC, yeah. Um, and I remember the the guy would do it and I was saying, okay, so out next is Travis Banks or whoever. He would launch VLC, wait for the little progress bar at the bottom to disappear, which is like yeah. three seconds, and then literally press screen share was, to get it to the... Yeah. It was so dodgy. But then during the Bully Ray match, I'll remember as well, uh, that was where I went out through the crowd, came back, and stacked it. Ah. I caught my foot coming back over the barricade, and I just felt myself slow motion, just going with a very expensive camera, man, <laughs> just going, and then I had to like turn and just land on my back. I he nicked my camera after that and started using it as a match. heelish prop. Yeah. Do you know who I am, <laughs> Devon? Get the riddle stick. Um, so, <laughs> shout out to Ryan Class. Um, we also did some shows in Edinburgh. One of which was Hendry Mania because Joe Hendry was well, he's from Edinburgh. Yeah, um, and. Was he babyface or heel this time? I can't quite remember. Henry so was heel. Yeah, that does make yeah, sense. Because oh, I thought we might. He, I think it was after Kirby Mania. He wanted a show in his honor, and it was it was the start oh. of Prestige, I believe. So, I was worried that we had our oh. Trues mis mixed up, and the heel turn happened at True Destiny. That's my fault. I'm sorry. Rather than True Legacy. Right. I that can't makes remember. More sense. No, it makes well, sense. Henry, Henry yeah. was definitely heel here. I think because yeah, because was... the show was in his honor. I think he had a big. So the ropes were all gold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He so, came out and sort of cut so, a big promo to open the show. And... You reckon Henry was face? Why? Well, I, I seem to remember him being babyface in the, in the cage. Threat. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was because he was just like, oh no, no, yeah. he was scared if he was heel. No, was it not the? Uh, no, he was facing the, that. The cage drove him to yes, to the heel, maybe. to the heel turn. Yeah, yeah, so, that makes yeah. more sense. So, so I think we've got them mixed up. Sorry. Yeah. So next time Angle came back is when he turned on him. Yeah. So that must have yeah. been following the match with Del Rio. Okay, that makes sense. Right. Sorry, everyone. The, to be fair, there'll be people writing comments and now deleting them. We got there. So much stuff happened. That is my bad. I'm sorry about that. We also had a very memorable episode of Loaded in Newcastle upon Tyne, where you were put through a bloody table, you big extremist, you big yes. ECW lad. <laughs> I was uh, I was written off. I've told this story more than any other story, I think, but I guess I'll tell it again very quickly. Um, I was meant to go through a gimmick table, one that had been sawn in various oh. places to ease the fall, essentially, yes. to make it. No idea what happened at production when you. Yeah. Oh, when well, Peter thought I was legit. I remember, I think Dixon getting a text saying he's hurt. He's really, really hurt. Yeah. But I'm just a great seller. <laughs> uh, so I, I got, um, I was in charge of getting the table out. The table that I knew that I'd be going through in about 10, 15 minutes time. So, in one of the coolest moments of my life, Bubba Ray Dudley goes, Pacini, get the tables! <laughs> I was like, oh my God, look at me. I'm like, I'm like 16 years this old again. This is the coolest I'm walking thing. here. <laughs> <laughs> so I lift the uh, the ring skirt and I grab a table out and I'm like, yeah! And then I look down and oh my word, that's a real table. You can see the sword, the sword marks if, if it's a worked one, if it's a gimmicked one. There were no sword marks. And I can't just go, just a second. <laughs> there it is, guys. But we were we were like, it's the wrong one. It's the wrong one. It's the wrong. He doesn't know it's the wrong one. Why we, was it under we were, there? We were like trying to send people. I think we tried to send somebody down the front to be like, it's the wrong table. Like I remember. And like we was, I was like, it's going to go through it. No, it's got the supports on it because it has these like big beams that were like held in place by big metal like studs and oh. it was like oh no 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 so the setup was that it looked like he was going to put me through the table and then I managed to scramble away and run back because in the match you'd fallen out yes yeah, yeah. so I tried to uh, hit Kirby with a chain yeah Bubba's bully sorry big steel chain and then duck bang yeah uh, hit hit Bubba 
And then he gets rolled and up. Then, yeah, then he gets pinned by Kirby yeah. after hitting something. I can't remember what it I mean, was. I thought it was a roll up. I yeah, thought he staggered after yeah, the chain, might... maybe. I don't know. Um, it wouldn't have been a Sable one, would it? No. Anyway, <laughs> he's a big lad. Uh, anyway, uh, Bully is super pissed off of me. We're milking it. To, to, and f- like, fair play to Bully for telling me all this stuff. Earlier in the night, we'd done a promo with uh, Roxy. I'd interrupted, me and Bubba had interrupted the women's match and come out and we were like holding Roxy ransom. Yeah. And he said, right, you need to do beats one, two, three. So the first one is calling Kirby out. Uh, The second one is saying, can I have my job back? And then the third one is threatening more, threatening more, threatening more. And each on each of those, he would like elevate the drama in that he would have her by the hair yeah, at first right, and then right, he'd right, have right. her by the throat. Right. And then I'd go, bully, pick her up. And then he'd have her. And like, Kirby big. would have to come out and save her. But yeah, right, absolutely. Yeah. And then Kirby finally says, okay, fine. Yeah. If uh, Bubba can beat me, you can have your job back. Okay. Uh, and everyone thought, oh, Adam, Adam's getting his GM thing back. Yeah. Uh, that obviously didn't happen here. Anyway, so skip forward to the table stuff. Um, ran backstage, managed to escape him, and then all of the baby faces, and, and like it, everyone from the WCPW original, so like uh, Gabe is there, Prince of Means there, but then you've got like Ricochet is out there, and all, all, Cody, all the, Cody, you. Cody was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Cody was on Curry. Yes, he was, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I remember saying to a ref or something is, the table's real, tell him to throw me hard. Because <laughs> like, no, I thought, oh, this is going to be so bad if I just like go down and yeah, spawn across yeah. the table. We'll have to do it again. We'll have to fix it in post. Um, but fortunately, went through it first time. And the adrenaline was absolutely pumping. For the first like 20 seconds, didn't feel a thing. I just laid there yeah, like, yeah, yeah. absolutely ruined. And then the pain started setting. Really? And I was just like, oh, okay, that's pretty bad. And then I, I was walking like I'd I remember you my pants stiff for... the entire oh, yeah. time. When you I got still backstage. put the ring down. Did you? I did. <laughs> and I went yeah. out drinking for one drink and then went home. Oh, man. <laughs> had a cry. Was, which was the show, by the way? I've just remembered it. Just when he said all of the WCPW originals came down. <laughs> what was the show where you stood at the top of the went, Get them, boys! Oh, God. Was that Rampage versus Blompier? No, yeah, that was Rampage Blompier. So uh, Blompier looks like he's about to win. Where you're and like... I, I come out, whoa, 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 sewer rat. I don't know why I was saying that. It's from Basil the Great Mouse Detective, one of my favorite Disney films. It's the lamest insult ever. Oh. Wait right there, sewer rat. I've got you all figured out. Uh, and then there's a pause. And I go, get him, boys. And then I think it was waited. a rib. It was they like six or seven seconds. And I'm stood, <laughs> stood there, there going, doing this. come on. Please, I think, come on. I think you'd fallen victim to one of those ribs. I think I had, so I think much I had as well. Uh, so, yeah, that great. was a really good event. The, the original plan was for that to lead on to me versus Kirby, but it made no sense by that point. I'd already had my comeuppance, uh. and I was really, really disappointed because I wanted to prove that... Like Blombier had, I, we could I'm craft something. Yeah, <laughs> that we could, I'm Shane McMahon. That we could craft something really exciting, which was yeah. a bit different. And I, the, the thing that I remember pitching was to the scaffolding was up for one of these things. Oh do God. me versus Kirby. I want to do a Shane McMahon off the side and I want to fall <laughs> through the thing. And that writes boxes, me off. Yeah. But I'd already been ruined. I, I was disappointed at this point, and I think they, they knew it, that we had given away my demise. And I was as ridiculous as it is, one of the top heels in the company at this no, point. No, you were, it's were not really ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. People were really invested in it. People liked the story. You were yeah. Stephanie felt, McMahon. Yeah. I felt that we, we gave it away for free when I really wanted to do something special with Kirby. And I know we could have come up with something really good. So if anyone wants to book that, you sound like <laughs> Dragon Gate. You sound like Austin when he was annoyed about jobbing to Lesnar. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, I, I just wanted to... 
I wanted to fall off something big. Jesus I really Christ, like man. not not. Uh, it would have been cushioned and everything. I remember looking into crash mats and everything. But I wanted to do something that was visually brilliant because I thought the glow stick thing was great. Let's top that. Let's do yeah. something which is completely unexpected. Mm. People are going to assume that there's going to be lots of run-ins, but let's subvert that and let's let's do something right. nuts. And unfortunately, it didn't happen. Uh, this all led on to True Destiny, which, apologies for before, this is the show when Henry turned on Angle. Yes. After Angle had beaten Del Rio or Alberto El Patron in a big-time Super March main event. <clears throat> um, it was also very stack hard, and I think it might have been the first show with the 20 by 20 ring. Yes, big I think ring. it was. Because yeah. I remember how uh, Drake coming out for his entrance and getting in the ring, and I remember thinking, oh, that looks epic. Like, it was yeah. only for the dog match, and he got on the corner, and I was just like, wow. You realize how big WWE guys are when you see, like, yeah. indie lads in there. Yeah. And, and, and Drake's not a short man. No, no, he's by like no six means. foot one yeah, or something. Yeah. Um, so this had this was this was a stack card. It was one of my favorite shows. It it had Osprey versus Ricochet, oh. one of their many encounters, and <clears throat> one of the unintentionally best moments in WCPW. Again, production table at this. Point. I was at I was at Gorilla for that because yeah, it was just when that plink. So right, Osprey and Ricochet have this amazing exchange to start the match. We're all just watching it like, wow. It's the exchange that results in the double superhero yes. pose. Yeah. And I, th I think that to a degree, WCPW kind of, not ruined, but it's kind of, it kind of for a while afterwards, it sort of dampened live wrestling for us because we'd seen so much of it and it was our job. Yeah. But uh, even this, even for us, this match, we're watching it, this light and fast exchange, two of the best in the world. And we're just like, Jesus, this is amazing. They both do their handspring and, there's that plink, as you say, there's that yeah. noise. So both hit the <clears> top <throat> rope at the same time into the handspring, and they're going to flip back and land like superheroes. But all you hear is plink. <laughs> and that plink is the turnbuckle, because it was a hook. And usually we used to have loops, so the two loops would lock together, so there's physically no way, no matter how hard you push the rope up or down, it can't unhook. Because it was a 20-foot ring, and I think it was an American ring. Uh, in America, they use like hook turnbuckles, and on certain rings, you use like it's like an inverted hook like that. So if you push it hard enough, it'll just bounce out. This thing didn't bounce out. The hook got straightened by the pressure, fired across the ring, narrowly missed the referee. Was it Joel? Nearly yeah, decapitated Joel. Yeah. And <clears throat> at that point, this is the opening match I think on the card. Yeah, one of the one earliest. Of the, yeah. It was a dark match before yeah. than this, and it was just. Is that what we're gonna do? We're live. What what are we gonna do? There's physically nothing. And it was like, can we check the ring van? Have we got anything we can like jimmy together? I don't want to sound and, like too much of a smart ass. Right? I'm sat there just panicking while everybody else is running around doing it, and I'm like, uh. I remember. It took a minute or two to realize, but I was like, it's still gonna be great. It made the match better. Yeah. yeah. It made the match really unique. One of the what? best calls in WCPW history. And sorry if I get the wording slightly wrong here, but Matt Stryker shouting, mm. they're so good, they broke the damn ring. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, wow, you've saved this. What's, this is amazing. What's the one criticism that was aimed at Osprey and Ricochet around that time, at least, is they're, they're just spot monkeys. Oh. They can only do stuff off the top rope. Yeah. And I think both of them made a point afterwards of saying like, we don't need the top rope to have a great match. And they still did, and it was wonderful. Um, one of my favorite moments was uh, Ricochet pulling the, the slack top rope to the middle of the ring while people are trying to like fix it. But he, he just pulled it back. He's like, give me two seconds. Put it down and I pretended to climb to the top rope and then just hit like a stand-in yeah. shooting yeah. star press onto yeah. Osprey and the crowd went mental. Um, it also uh, led to Osprey tweeting, I think something like, the gif of them doing it and breaking, yeah. and he was like, "Ricochet still landed on his feet, the bastard." Because yeah. <laughs> he Rosby falls and gets back but up. He like he like slows down somehow and just sort yeah. of rolls back to his feet, like, mm. "Oh, what are we gonna do?" Yeah, and it's just like what? They like, still yeah. just had an amazing match. It was crazy. And then he pulled double duty. He did. Yeah. So Nuts. later on, well, 
Later on, there was a, a tag match, and I can't remember all of the teams. So there was... Johnny Moss and Liam Moss Slater. and Slater. Moss had a worked injury in that match. So he yes. was like, do it yourself, Liam. But that's why they lost the belts, because they only had one person. I think Prospect were in there. Drake was Prospect one of them. It wasn't the usual Orlando. lineup. It was Drake and one of Archer or, or Gracie. Okay. I think, I want no, to I think it was Gracie. I'm sure it was Oh, Archer no, did Drake interfere? Drake interfere. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There, and was, there was one more team. No, there was two more teams. There was There was Kid and... There was the Swords of Essex, and there was Kid and... He was the team. Amin, 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 it was Amin, because he did the... Kid and no, it was Le, Amin came out. It was Kid and Legero with yes. Amin. Who, oh, because he yeah. did... He, I think it was he one of the, the first times he did the whole new world. But he did it off he the ladder, it, right? But he wasn't in the <laughs> yeah. match, yeah. Um, and the Swords of Essex. And uh, usually it would be Paul Robinson and Scotty went around, but it was Osprey and Scotty. Yeah. Um, and everyone was like, whoa, like Osprey's doing double duty. That was one of my favourite matches. I was watching most of it like that, because I thought everyone yeah. was going to die. But it was fantastic. Well, the point where they're walking the bloody ladders across the ring, <clears> and they're like hopping with them. <clears> and I was like, first off, I was like, it's going to leave track marks all over the bloody canvas. <laughs> Second, it was just like, I just don't fall, don't fall, yeah. don't fall, don't fall. Because like... Ladders are precarious enough, but yeah. when you're in something with a massive spring in the middle of it that bounces like hell. I, I can't even get over just how precarious that yeah. ladder in the ring is. Yeah. I, I remember climbing it and being terrified. Well, before the show. Wobbling all over, yeah, just, yeah, just having to play about <coughs> to be a wrestler. <laughs> but the finish was amazing. Gabriel oh. Kidd looked like he's about to win it, and then Osprey runs up, Ozcutter off the top. Runs up a diagonal ladder. Yeah. Oh, my God. But it's just this vertical drop. Yeah. It's, not even, it's, it's just so straight down. Yeah. And uh, then was horrible to you backstage. He was horrible to me backstage. Uh, I was blamed for the ring breaking. Yes. And I didn't even sell the ring that day. I was skiving. So... Um, this is in kayfabe. In kayfabe. Yeah. But no, because um, I didn't know what he was planning on doing. And at the time, I didn't really know him that well. Um, but I was walking around just backstage and he just walked past... He was like storming about after his match with Ricochet buzzing because the match was good. Yeah. He walks past me and goes, perfect, you! And grabs me and he's like, come on, come over here. I'm like, what are we doing? He's like... Just react, just go with it. I was like, all right. And you still see it online. There's the, the video where he, he slaps me about with his glove, jumps on my chest on the floor, which didn't hurt because he's the wizard. Of weight and he just yeah, rolled off my chest. Was it like a coup de grace? Yeah, but, but like a mini one standing. Yeah. But it just didn't hurt. And wow. he fully landed on like my body, but it just, just rolled off. And afterwards, I was like, how did you do that? And he went, I'm gentle. I was like, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, he blames me for breaking the ring. And I remember I watched it back. People noticed in the comments that we're both trying not to laugh quite a lot. But he goes like, you, how many wins did I have? How many did Ricochet have? I had four wins, he had four. How many's he got now? And I'm like, five. And he just goes, rah, and he just slaps me in the glove. Um, and people enjoyed it so much that it started this weird thing. Which still is Which around today. Like, whenever I see stuff tweeted about like Will and YouTube, or there was a lot of it yesterday, yeah. uh, people saying it was one of their favourite moments. People call it a feud, which is disgraceful, because <laughs> Osprey's had so many great feuds. Ricochet, Skull, Kushida. Like, yeah. and <laughs> it's like not a feud, but... It's my favourite Will Osprey feud. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it's a very one-sided feud. I can't remember the I last like, time that you got any offense in. I, I, like to think this is why no. <laughs> I like to think this is why he wins Wrestlers of the Week. No, it's not. Week. No, it's not. You're just terrified of him. Yeah, he um he blames me for breaking the ring and the thing, and I and I in the thing I even go like I didn't set I didn't set the ring up. What are you talking about? It all led to my favourite moment, of course, because I mentioned it all the bloody time. Yeah, the super kick heard around the world, as I've called it in the notes and all yeah. caps. Why don't you why don't you take this over? Um, we'll do a slow zoom in post <laughs> on you the entire time. It was in Leicester. In the academy, which was a great venue, but oh, it, it had that, it had that yeah. uh, metal upper level where yeah. people bang on it when something exciting and happened. And it went all around the ring. Yeah. And um, me and Kirby came out. At this point, I'm like the assistant GM, sort of. And it was uh, Will and Scotty, the other side of the ring. 
And all I knew was that I was taking the super kick when Kirby said, you can't do what you want. And he went, yeah, I can. Bang. And I was so scared because I'm getting kicked in the face. Like, And I know it's Will Ospreay. He's not going to hurt me. He's too good. But I was still really scared, of course. And I remember before I'm being like, is there anything you want me to do? Should I put my hands up? He was like, no, don't do that. All I want you to do is just don't bottle it. And I was like, oh, God. Because I knew that I was going to be worried that when he was going to kick me, I was going to go like that or duck or just anything instinctive that you would do. So I'm stood like that with my hands clenched by my back. And you can see on the video, I start to turn my chin towards him because I know it's coming way too early. And um, he kicks me. It felt more like a push. I bit my tongue. <laughs> it was just bleeding afterwards, but it was fine. And I love it because JR is the commentator and he just goes like, oh my God. It's like, yes, I've got like a JR by God. And... Um, I remember being quite uh, envious of you. Um, you got put through table by no, 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 not because of this. It's because I got super kicked at a later date by the Young Bucks. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay, Jack's done this. And I thought you'd done it spectacularly. I thought it was great because nobody was expecting it and it was sold really, really well. And then I remember doing something uh, upstairs in one of the rooms at the Manchester venue yeah. uh, with the Young Bucks and bottling it. Putting my hands up, you? I just thought, oh, it looks crap. That looks absolutely bollocks. You are taller, uh, but, though. Yeah. It might have actually, I don't know. No, no, I just went like that, and uh, it was just a bit awkward. There's um, one thing about this venue I've just remembered, which I haven't, I don't think I've, I might have mentioned it to you before, Jack. Um, as we were setting up through the day, obviously, the wrestlers, because we'd just come from another show, they were yeah. all pretty much at the venue quite early. Um, and we, one of the first things we'd set up is commentary, because you need to make sure that that relay's working, all the live cameras, everything. So to test that it was working, uh, because it took a feed from my mixer, I just ran the prior night show on the mixer. And I'm like listening back and like commentary feeds there, my test and mics. And I've just still got the headphones on and it's running. And I think I'm going through stuff and just going through the, the running order and checking that all the VTs are there and everything. And then I just hear Will Ospreay and Ricochet talking and commentating over their own match. <laughs> and it was one of the best, weirdest, funniest things. They were just putting on fake accents. And like just taking the piss out of each other, <laughs> and it was just brilliant. And I was just sort of sat there, and I was like, I felt like I was intruding, so I just took them off. But it was just funny watching them sit there. I loved watching wrestlers watch their own matches back. I won't say who it was who did it, but watching a match back with Travis Banks once, he's like, Yeah, he's about to give me a shoot DDT. There we go. Shoot DDT. No idea what was going on. One more thing about the super kick as well. I'm lying on the floor selling, not selling, just knocked out. You know, you can't. I'm not rolling around. I'm just like pretending to be dead. And Drew McIntyre runs out to oh, save the day. Turns, in, turns into a tag match, Drew and Kirby against the Swords of Essex. But because Drew's so tall, he gets in the ring and it hurt more than the super kick, knees me in the side of the head. I'm just, I can't sell it because I'm knocked out. I'm just like, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never yeah. heard that before. Did he just like kneel on you or something? No, no, he slid in and just oh, his knee went in, like into the side of my head. I was like, oh. That's you not just a guy that you want to take a knee from. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I assumed that was what happened and I watched it back and it was, but I, I just thought that was what, because I was like, so you face took down. a super kick and technically, I guess, a, a claymore. claymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was a great moment, and it, and it has, um, it's, yeah, it's sort of plagued him ever since. I remember he came back from like a tour of Australia or something, and he was like, I saw him in London, and he was like, I was at a press conference, first question, why did you super kick Jack the Jobber? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> He loves it, though. When he was he in uh, to do Straight to Hell and you did the interview with him, he was so keen, even before the cameras were rolling, to chop, chop you, chop kick you, or do anything. And he, he, like, promised no, to hurt. No. he promised a million views, which is it's on about, it's not on that many. It's on a, No, I think it's done maybe... It's under 100k. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we should Wheel. go back to chop you again. Nope. Just tacking on... No, he's hit 10 times and we're going to get to a million. Yeah, yeah. that's how it works. <laughs> um, we also... 
uh, around this time I'd shows like Chain Reaction in London, which this, I actually wasn't at. This was a blur to me this okay. time because yeah, it, it, was, it was a straight run. But what had happened here was that um, we could no longer continue. I think this was around the time we could no longer continue loaded due to ad revenue problems. And we went to a monthly format. Okay. Uh, and so we build up to these shows, which we had to keep storylines going, but on a monthly basis. So you had to shoot so much more promo stuff, which would be released. And it was so like not drawn out but it was so like intricate and in how you had to do it and then like it was drawn out in the way it had to be released um and i can't really remember much i remember like being at the shows and certain moments but like like bulletproof i remember some of the main event i remember daniels being there but i just remember being really stressed gabriel kid in the bullet club yeah for one night only was um, that bulletproof was that yeah not bulletproof again. yeah it was manchester bulletproof mm was Manchester. Was it Manchester? Was it in the big room with the star, the star. Oh. Gabe definitely joined yeah. the Bullet Club. In, in he's Nottingham on the Wikipedia. He was, he was Gabe, Gabe wrestled Johnny Mundo in Nottingham. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. joined Bullet Club in... Um, um, I know, worth mentioning at this point, he's still, um, I almost said undefeated, the opposite. He's still defeated at this point. One of the best storylines yes. yeah. in WCPW history was the, the, the slow burn, and it was a slow burn yeah. build of Gabe losing every match. I think he was on something like 20, 25 yeah. and I just 0, wish he'd and then kept using his polyphonic ringtone entrance music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we also, um, around this time, I've put, had wrestlers the likes of Matt Riddle, the Young Bucks, um, Adam Cole, Christopher Daniels, yeah. people who were, st- were huge names then even, but have now sort of taken over the wrestling world in a way. Yeah. And it was just amazing to see our promotion as it was at the time being sort of like a not a stepping stone, but like a place where they go and yeah greatness. and it was yeah. crazy um it was a really exciting time but as you say like i remember those first few shows so vividly and these bit once it got more frequent less so i think like yeah it just when it was these shows and i think i was stressing a lot about live production because i was always trying to improve it or we were always trying to make it better and it yeah. was just like there were so many things where i just wasn't capable of doing it or i didn't have the know-how and i was getting more stressed and it, it just all turned into this big blur and then yeah I'd... well you know what's even more stressful than running a show in the UK is running one overseas so that's what we did in Orlando yeah. over Wrestlemania 33 weekend uh, again really thankful to everyone who came along yeah it was uh, our one and only show outside of the UK it was no was no, what I'm talking about no. yeah we'll get on to that yeah. later it was our first Germany. show sorry first show outside of the UK and it was logistically very tricky <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, you know what? I don't think it was one of the better shows. The venue was weird anyway because it was just like the a venue big basketball. Was, well, this was the thing was like the venue were like you're allowed to do the music and the stage and all that stuff, but it was gonna look like a super super generic low rent indie because we we couldn't have lighting rigs and stuff. We just had to use downlight, <laughs> and it was always gonna look a bit like a basketball court. But yeah. the thing was like well, we can still have the music and we can still make it work, and it was like great. And then they were like, you can't have the music because there is like a prenatal yoga class on next door. Amazing. And it was like <laughs> se- separated by these like uh, Bobby Fish like there. Nets, oh, right. Like these these big like rubber nets that sort of you could you could make noise and it would go through it. So yeah. they were like, no, you can't do it. So well, the crowd allowed anyway. Like it doesn't matter. Like so we had to use this like 15 watt guitar amp <laughs> on <laughs> half volume. <laughs> For music, and it was just. I remember every time the woman left, Peter was just like, Turn it up. Yeah. And then she'd come back and she'd be like, Can you turn it down a bit? It's getting a bit loud. Uh, the mic kept breaking as well, which didn't help things. Yeah. Like, Kenny was doing some sort of interview segment it or was, an opening promo or something, yeah. and it just kept cutting we out. We weren't a, working with our usual team, and the whole thing with. Because if you, if you remember how odd the, the warehouse shows were compared to how it would become when we were running regularly yeah. and cutting it live. 
Like, we had built this team of people that just got each other. Like, I knew I could cut to ringside on that because that person will have that shot. I can cut to hard because they'll have that yeah. shot. And I could almost instinctively do all this stuff. But when you sort of, like, I knew Simon would hit all the music cues. I knew the lights would go at this time. I knew that would happen because you all just sort of form a bond. Yeah. And you all know how each other work. Mm. And then when you've got, yeah, this sort of team you've never worked with before and they've never worked with the people that are running, like, the higher... And the, it's just... It, it was just weird. It wasn't our best show. It yeah. did uh, have me winning the DDTI Man of MLA Championship. Twice. Twice. It had... Uh, Drew McIntyre, Drew Galloway, soon to be McIntyre's last, second last appearance. Uh, is or one of his last appearances. Last appearance we is, found yeah. out after this show that he was going back to uh, yes. WWE. Yeah. Um, he, I think, main event against Rampage. Uh, yeah, I think he did. Um, I don't remember that, which is weird because I actually watched the show. I didn't have anything to do because there yeah. was no, no like commentary talk back. Worth mentioning, commentary. Uh, Jim Cornette and was it Striker there? Or uh, yes, it was Striker. It was Striker. Because when I was for a one bit. period, it was Ross. So my favourite um, moment ever. There was this guy that was uh, that was there who uh, I've been watching on YouTube for ages. His name's uh, Tommy. It's Tommy NC twenty ten, and he's a great guy. Really, really love him. And um, he. Put himself in the front row, despite not having a front row ticket, which is great anyway, because he can do what he likes, because I love him. Uh, and then he had to leave early. And Ross is on commentary, doing commentary for a match. This is during a match. It's and the Tommy triple threat, I think. Yeah, with Tommy, Jim Cornette. With Jim Cornette. Ross is nervous anyway. Uh, and he'd met Ross earlier, really liked Ross. Ross is commentator fan. of the year. Why is he yeah. nervous? <laughs> um, <clears throat> and Tommy went up to him, tapped him while he's commentating on the match and just goes, Ross, I've just got to go and get my bus now. And you just hear Ross go, all right, see you later. And then realize what's going on. So The thing that I'll always remember about this show was that I had been on the road with Jim Cornette for a few days before this. I think I had been gone like for about a, a week, but I hadn't been in the States for a week. But there was a period of time where the show wasn't quite completely, completely finalized. Um, and then I left and took some time off and then flew over to do the stuff with Cornette and Kenny. Um, and then we're just, you know, merrily chugging along the road, shooting road stories and doing all this stuff. And then we arrive at the venue and uh, Kenny has to break it to Cornette after finding out that he's calling a match that has Joey Ryan in it. Famous dick wrestler, yeah. Joey Ryan. And I just remember going like, I'm just going to step away. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, you know. It was just one of those things. They are uh, philosophically opposed wrestling people. They are. They're like sort of... The, the, yeah, it's, 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 there's no other way to put it. Yeah. Talking cheese. Yeah. Um, we got back from... That was the show. The thing is, I don't remember the show that clearly because in Orlando, it wasn't just WCBW. We were doing what culture stuff. We were going to WrestleMania. We were doing all these things. So it was just yeah. one part of a really busy and crazy trip. Yeah. Um, we came back and I don't know what order to do this in because... Oh, well, let's do the qualifiers first because this is when we announced the WCPW PWWC, the What Culture Pro Wrestling Pro Wrestling World Cup. Yes, yes. Um, it was in a it was a an ambitious tournament. Uh, I think in in hindsight, right, despite what a logistical nightmare it was, and how complicated it was, and how long it was, I think it actually went all right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they yeah. had one person pull out. I think Elgin did the. The Canada show, and then ended yeah. up not doing it, uh, which we'll get which to. Which led a bit to a great well. moment, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I th genuinely huge props to especially Peter and uh, James Dixon as well. Yes, because yeah. the, the the logistics that went into this are insane. Yeah, 
Uh, and then Five Star Wrestling announced that they would be doing a 128-man <laughs> tournament. Yes. But that didn't happen because so, CM Punk was unavailable. They would have. Um, they would have. They would have decked all over our tournament to be fair. Uh, yeah, no, this was <laughs> absolutely. Some of the matches here were just so so good, and all of the shows mm. were really really fun. They were well attended. Yeah. And j- big moments throughout. I'll try and touch on each one very briefly, but I didn't. Not all of us went to all of these. Um, I went to. But everyone. one of us went to at least one. Right, you <laughs> and everyone. England was first. And I want to give a special shout out to. Do you remember Brad Pepper? He was the lad who sang the national anthem at the start. He was great. great. We started off with the English national anthem for the English qualifier, and he uh, got invited along, I think just on like a last minute call of any singers out there who are wrestling fans. Yeah. Came along with his little brother, and he was kind of nervous. And then I had to sit with his little brother in the crowd, saving his seat while, like, look after his brother as a kid. Yeah. And he went and sang it, and I was like, he seems quite nervous. And the kid was like, yeah, he is, but he'll be great. And I was like, oh, and he was, he was great. And he himself was only a young lad. He was probably like 18, 19. I, I remember um, the plan was to do some sort of variation on that. So like a national anthem or something. Everyone. Each, each of the shows. Yeah. And I don't think it happened because they were going to get, did they get bagpipes for Scotland? I think they did, yeah. Uh, Germany, there wasn't. No. USA. And then I remember them brainstorming for rest of the world. <laughs> and it would be like, well, we get lots of people from different nationalities. All in the what? Time. What? Okay, what? yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I'm, I'm sad that didn't happen. <laughs> <coughs> Just sing all the anthems at once. Yeah, be fine. Uh, then there was, <laughs> yeah, it's mad. Uh, Scotland. Who's that? It's Winnie Mandela. <laughs> <laughs> Scotland. I didn't go. I didn't go. I can't remember much of the Scotland uh, one. Scotland was Motherwell. It was the only time we ran Mother Mel- at Motherwell. Yeah, yeah. Motherwell. Of course, I and, about Motherwell. Uh, Drew. It was a nice venue. Did um, Drew go through? Uh, no, uh, gone. Drew gone by this Joe point, Coffey. Yeah. Joe Kenny Coffey Williams. got through because he faced someone. Like, Kenny yeah. Williams. Kenny Williams got through. Yeah. That was it. There's only two from each. Yeah. So the England one was Osprey and Zach. Yeah, of course, yeah. 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 And yeah, it was, a, it was a nice venue. It was uh, odd, but it was a good show. Uh, Germany. Uh, I didn't go. So had, good. Oh, yeah. that was my, my favourite trip <coughs> we, ever. I did no work. Yeah, you, it was I, so it fun. It annoyed me so much. What, I'm at ringside. Nothing to do. I'm at ringside and you were just sat getting drunk. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I got this is so annoying. But like, we ran these shows in uh, association with GWF, the German Wrestling Federation. Great guys. Um, there were people on this card like uh, Cash, Cash Money, Money Urkan. Cash Money Urkan. Belt in so music. Um, there was Pascal Spalter. Pascal Spalter. Was made like a, a German Grado. Yeah. Damak, who was in the Cruiserweight Classic. Bad Bone. Damak, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lucky um, Kid. Lucky Kid. And then there was supposed to be Crazy Sexy Mike. But he, <laughs> crazy uh, sexy. He's crazy. But, he's sexy. <laughs> he's mine. But crazy, <laughs> crazy Sexy Mike, uh, his wife. You loved this trip, didn't you? <laughs> it's Look so at fun. Can I go to the toilet while you talk about this, by the way? Like, genuinely. Can I just run the toilet? So, like, uh, Crazy Sex Mike was supposed to be in the show, but his wife uh, went into labor. Um, Wife went into labor. And he was replaced by Rambo El Generalissimo Rambo. Oh, God. Um, Rambo was so good. But we got to see a, a GWF show the night before, and it was great. Like, the yeah, atmosphere was, was great. I love that they, they have these fans that have these confetti guns. Uh, and when people were making the references and were shooting it in 50 FPS, and you're getting all this confetti coming down in slow motion and stuff, it was really nice. I liked that. Crazy Sexy Mike was um, terrific. Cash Money Erkin, I think, was. He was. I love. So, who went through on this? Was it Kid? It was Lucky Kid and Bad Bones. Kid and Bones. Because and ba- think, Bones they I ended think, up using quite a lot. I Bones think, was good. I think Bad Bones had worked for GWF in the past, but then left to go to WXW because the. Or he just ne- like only ever worked for WXW because the fans who were loyal to GWF 
did not like Bones. They right. didn't like Bones to start with. Uh, and especially because he was going up against Pascal Spalta, who was like their guy. Uh, even though he was heel, uh, they were cheering for Spalta. And then very slowly, Bad Bones won them over. And then by the end of his second match, they were rooting for him and they wanted him to win so badly. And then I think he just dove into the crowd after his match and they all like accepted him. I'm glad great. you remember this because I was so Yeah, pissed. you were wankered. I was um, absolutely wankered. I could, I could hear you shouting. And cash money, Erkan! <laughs> My favorite so thing about good. cash money, Erkan, was that whenever he hit a pump handle slam, he shouted it. He went, pump oh, handle yeah. slam! <laughs> and it's like it. Pokemon. Yeah, it was, was great. Poor. Uh, um, yeah, no, that was a really good show. Then, Berlin's one of my favorite cities. It, that was legit my favorite WCPW show ever. The only thing I was annoyed about was because we were only there for a couple of days, so we didn't get to see much of like Berlin. Had some I've never been to Berlin. I didn't have schnitzel. Brilliant I city. ate currywurst oh, and drank a lot of lovely beer. Um, but yeah, then we went to Canada, which I don't think you were in Canada, were you? No, no, I was, uh, I had a wedding or something. Yeah, I was in Canada, uh, with the crew, uh, and the wrestlers, and we were all there for 48 hours. That's not enough time to explore Toronto properly, is no, it? No, uh, but we got to see a, a Smash wrestling show, and Smash were a great company, you should check them out. Uh, a lot of really great talent coming out of there. Uh, and then we ran our show the same night, straight after theirs, it was sort of like, I think they ran like a matinee, and we came along. We had Jimmy Corderas refereeing. Did you seriously? Yeah. Um, I never knew that. Yeah. And he was like lovely to meet and talk to. Who uh, went through from Canada? Him. It was Elgin. Elgin, and was it Davey Boy Jr.? Was he... Did he get through? I thought he got beat in the... I can't think who else it would it be. Maybe it was. I don't think it was Brent Banks. It was. was no. It, was it, no. No, it was not Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, yeah, I think it was Kyle O'Reilly. But was then, it? But then I wasn't at the show when... No, no. I can't even remember. Who went through? No. Who else was in it? We can there work was Rene Dupree. There wasn't him. So it was Rene, Rene Dupree, Dupree yeah. um, Elgin, who went through... Uh, Harry Smith or Davy Boy Jr., whatever you want to call Maybe him. Maybe he did. Uh, I think he went through. Um, then I you just don't remember seeing him again. No. Brent Banks, I think. I think. Did he just really impress? Brent Banks was it? like super, super impressive. Right, like, right. Sleeper hit. Um, he was on the progress show the other, the other week. Yeah, yeah. He's, he deserves it. He's great. Oh, it was Speedball. 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 Oh, oh, so of course it was. So good. Jesus. Yeah, He's yeah. doing amazing Somebody right is now. watching yeah. this and screaming like yeah, the yeah, yeah. the entire time. Yeah. Um, Next is USA. That was in Manchester. Yes. Um, I spent most of the show hanging out with my mate in the crowd. Um, yeah, and he, yeah, I just skived. No, I was doing Jack the Vlogger stuff. Not, so I was running around really, with a GoPro. Uh, unlike Jack, Matt. Hey, I was running around with a GoPro um, shooting bad footage because I'm not a cameraman. And, um, one of my even... favorite GoPro moments ever was, I think, at one of these shows where you had been going around filming a load of cool stuff, except you'd had it backwards. Yeah, the it was just my face night. reacting so to stuff. Just going, just going like, yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah, the lens is right there. It's because it was Skull's entrance, there was fire. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I left it in in the end. Oh, that's great. Um, <laughs> Who's also from USA? Uh, Ricochet. Ricochet. Keith Lee? No, no Ricochet beat him. Who went through from uh, Jay Lethal? B- 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 I think it might have been Jay, yeah. No, was he in it? I think he was. Who was it, man? Ricochet. We should have written this down. Oh, was it James Storm? No? No. I don't think he went through. Okay. Um, anyway. Japan, also in Manchester. I was at a festival for this one, so I didn't know. Japan was my Badge personal Fest, highlight. Like, no, it wasn't Badge Fest. Oh, it was it blew up. Show. I'd never seen Ishii before. Because I'm not much of a Japan guy. And then Ishii Rampage, and you just told me it's just going to be like two bricks colliding. Yeah. yeah. And it was, and it was one of yeah. my favourite matches that WCPW yeah. have ever put on. Referee by Tiger Hattori. Yeah. yeah Referee by Tiger Hattori. And he got such an ovation when he came out. Um, I love But I, I just remember it, the, the argument was... 
well, this is the main event, and it's Ishii Rampage. Where do we put Liger? And it was like, well, he's going to have to go on later. And it was like, no, put him on Went first. first. And I think like everybody who was saying put him on first eventually won. Because um, it wasn't just me saying that. But I think like we all decided he should go out first. But yeah, when you hear that music hit, like the stabs of Liger's music and the crowd went mental. And he just walks out full mm. on, like shoulder pads, cape, and the crowd just went wild. It was great. We had a uh, Japanese-speaking ring announcer. Yeah. Uh, it was just so well done. Watching it back, because obviously I wasn't there live, watching it back, I loved how knowledgeable the fans were for that show. Yeah. Like, they responded to everyone, um, and it was fantastic. And tell you was super over was uh, Hiromi Takahashi. Yeah. Everyone loved the cat, Daryl. Everyone yeah. loved Daryl. He brought Daryl out to commentary. He did. He put a little um, headset on little him. Headset on, yeah. <laughs> I really liked, because uh, I'd not seen him before, mm. uh, what's your boy, Funky Weapon? Uh, oh. Taguchi. Taguchi. Yeah, yeah. He, he was really funny. Dixon's class. wife said, look like me. Oh, he reminds me of uh, Jack. I was like, yeah. all right. Um, um, Bushi, of course. Bushi. Um, Who went Tiger through from four. it? Uh, it was Kishida. Takahashi and Kushida. Takahashi, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Then we had Mexico, which was in Coventry, naturally. <laughs> um, this was a, a big show in the history of WCPW. Now, um, I've done these slightly out of order because the World Cup qualifiers took place in and around normal shows. Yeah. So, but this was the show where Henry won the belt. I think maybe was it not? Uh, I think Mexico, it was. Yes. Was yeah, it was. Yeah. I remember the green rope. Yeah. Um, that was a big moment, which I'd like to just now actually. Can we just reveal? That was a work, and we worked all of you. Kirby wasn't injured. I can't believe you've done that. <laughs> well, I just want to. I, I just want to be right this. because People I remember. Will live it. I was getting so angry reading comments like, "Well, WCPW are unsafe. They should yeah, just yeah. call off the match." I was like. What people didn't notice about that was that the paramedic that came running down had been at ringside all night as the photographer. It was me. The paramedic was Moose. It was, I'm, not sure I'm not sure it was the right decision, but it was no. sold to perfection. Yes, it yeah. was. It was. It was really, really Both well of them done. did really well. Yeah. I remember Hendry, after, after the, the bell had rung, he didn't even pin him. I think the match just got waved off. I remember him just like... Almost Connors-esque, ironically, just like on his front, just grabbing the belt yeah. and oh, it's a, across it's the ropes. Shot when I when I redid the intro and we did that 3D intro, and I'm, I was immensely proud of that intro. I love doing that. Um, the shot was like Hendry with the belt, um, and he sort of he's getting in the camera's face after mm. it's happened, and he just sort of like because we were shooting again in in 50 fps, so we could slow it down to half speed like smoothly. And he's just like thrusting the belt through the ropes at the camera and mouthing off. And it's one of the closing shots of the original like 3D new intro. Right, right. It. And it's just he yeah. looks so threatening. It's, it's great. great. This is um, this is where the most watched match, which is on something like 46 million. No. Yeah. yeah seriously, mental. it got it got picked up by the algorithm. Uh, Rey Mysterio mm. versus El Patron. Mm. Absolute, like it, it was a really great match as well. Yeah. Um, it wasn't even the the final of the block. It was one of the first round matches, wasn't it? First round match because um, who went out? Mysterio went, went through. Mysterio yeah, yeah. went through. Yeah. Uh, who was the other one who went through from Mexico? It was. It wasn't Juice. Oh, it was Juice. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Hooven It wasn't. It was a Lynch. He came out with a WCW cruiserweight title, nice. didn't he? I think. Was yeah. It? I think a fan had given him earlier in the day to come out. with. Oh, I thought he was carrying that around with him. No, oh, okay. Sure. Who, who went one. through? Was it Phoenix? Was it Leaks? Was it Ligero? Uh, was it not Penta? Oh, was it Pentagon? Because I think we had Phoenix versus Penta as one of the semis on that yeah. night. Yeah, right. Yeah. Pentagon would have made sense. being in there. Yeah. The oh, funny. I remember there being a lot of discussion. It's just, like, well, it's all fake anyway. Just put Leeds in there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, go on then. From um, Leeds. That was a, I think that was a particularly good quality one. Um, and then we had Rest of the World, which to me felt, I guess maybe because it was just back in Newcastle, didn't feel as big. 
But it had, you know, Travis Banks, who was one of the most consistent guys throughout WCPW. Yep. Mm-hmm. He went through, I believe. Yeah, I think Banks. Yeah, did. I think Banks went. Did through he beat Mark Davis? I think he did, and the other one. Jan Simmons. Jan Simmons, I think was, was there. there. Um, was there. I'm thinking of every other country in the world. Uh, your, your, neon, Icarus? your neon boy. What's Icarus. he called again? Oh, Icarus was great. And Helico. And Helico yeah, was there. Yeah, yeah, right. Where's he from? But, New Zealand. South Africa. South, South Africa. Africa. Yeah. But uh, Icarus was somebody who impressed massively when we were over in Berlin. Oh. Um, I think we saw him He's Hungarian, with, isn't he? Uh, yeah, mm. with GWF. But he's uh, part of a tag team called the, I think there's the Arrows of Hungary. Okay. Uh, I think they've done a progress show recently. Uh, but he, if you go back and look at some of his, like, uh, clips and stuff, he's done some crazy, like, balcony dives. He's a hardcore guy, yeah. He's not even, like, hardcore. He's just flippy and oh. mental and was great. Was it mean in there? From Gujarat, Bradford. Uh, no, Gujarat, India. No, it was RJ Singh. Was, was it? It was, it was RJ Singh, Singh, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, he, no, was he, talking, he represented in. Yeah. No, he it was going to be a mean. It was no, going to be mean. Did RJ Singh's dual nationality? Did he represent Trinidad and Tobago? He I think he yeah. did. No, oh, I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway, it was a, it was a good show. I remember Flash Morgan Webster was in there as well from yes. Wales. Um, yeah, and that was the last qualifier, and then we moved on to this like. Right, I don't know whether they talk about No Regrets first or the five-day World Cup tour. We because talk about the five-day no tour. Regrets, we're already talking about World Cup. No Regrets came earlier, but yeah. felt more final, mm. whereas the World Cup stuff was later, but was linked to this. So, yes. yeah. Um, there was a big five-day tour, which was the most strenuous thing we've ever done, but it was great. I, I loved it, despite being knackered all the time. People, I guess, must have assumed we were traveling right up and down the country because it went. Yeah. Mill and Keynes. Leeds, Manchester, Sheffield, Newcastle. Yeah. Instead, we have Manchester as a hub, one yeah, hotel, and we'd go out around. like a wheel, yeah. and it was like long. <laughs> well, yeah. I, get, I get why they did that, you know. Um, it, it did make more sense, I think, in the end. Yeah, it's, it makes more sense than, you know, up and down in all the different hotels. <clears> but Because we weren't just going north to south or south to north. Yeah. We were going, like, everywhere. Across, and yeah. Um, I actually had it really easy on this tour. Oh, you did, yeah. Yeah. Me and Wilborn were shooting a documentary at the time. Um, and so we just hung around with the wrestlers. So instead of, like, packing down with everyone else and Hit taking all the screen. light down. Oh, the screen. I know, I love doing the screen. Taking that screen the down was like, the highlight of my night. Big genuinely. stickle really, breaks. Yeah, it's really, big, really fun. Very, clunk, clunk, very, clunk. very expensive stickle yeah, breaks. in the box. And but oh, then sometimes it. you'd like undo one, but it wouldn't come out. And then you'd undo another one and it would just go yeah. and drop. And you were like, ah! It wasn't fun when you were tired or hungover, lads. So it was one of the easy. No, I, I, I would take easy. that screen down and put that screen up a thousand times rather than yeah. take that ring and put exactly. it in once. You take your sweet time with it as well. Yeah, you, you really yeah, do, and we'd yeah. all be like, oh, come on. I just remember, do you need a hand with that two I'd, people holding I'd look the... forward to it less and less because Sam was in a worse and worse mood each night. Yeah. Uh, and I'd say, I've got to go and talk to I'm Sam. Like, oh, to I got down. one night off in Sheffield because Sheffield was a loaded taping. Yeah. Uh, and I just sat in the booth, like, losing my mind, like, just trying to relax. Um, but it was just, yeah. And the thing with that screen as well was, I remember uh, it was at the final. Um, we had to be so careful putting it up because for some reason it was like hanging weird yeah. uh, and it was starting to put pressure on itself but if it puts too much pressure it'll start pushing out and just damaging the panels so right. it's like I and they were really, really stressed but yeah it's like um, very very expensive yeah I just, I just so pissed the, off after the, every show as soon so as the it buzz. finished me and the, me and the wrestlers straight away um, what was it like shooting that documentary on the bus? Well, well, we didn't. Yeah, right. Because like, no, we did get stuff filmed for the documentary, which um, never made it. I think it was meant to go on What Culture Extra. Um, but essentially, like all of the wrestlers were knackered. They'd been paid yeah. for their matches and not to be filmed when we we're on the bus. This so we were on there. Time. Yeah, exactly. And they're all doing stuff which they wouldn't want 
to be featured in a documentary. Well, just chatting to their rivals, nah, to the people they... Off. No, no, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're, just, no, they're well... dicking about, and they're, you know, your downtime, you don't yeah, want yeah, to be yeah. filmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Uh, so we didn't get that much film. So I think the documentary mm. turned into Willborn learning to wrestle. What? It's probably a good thing it never saw light. <laughs> I remember you in a skip at one point. <clears throat> Yeah, my well, you, know, you could barely get out of that. It was where you lived. You climbed up yeah, ladder. Yeah, because you Up there was a whole team doing it. Yeah. I lived in the skip. Yeah, you just lived in the skip. It wasn't I think just we were a, desperate for ideas. It was a yeah. skip that was like a story up as well. Yeah, it was a high yeah. skip. It was an industrial yeah. skip. Why was I in a skip? Because you lived know. there. It was where you lived. Yeah, you went up there yeah. at the end. You're like, sure. oh, like Wilbur was like, wake up, out of mate. You were like, what? It was weird. So we had those shows. And Milton Keynes, I believe, was the site of maybe the biggest pop in WCW, WCPW it's history. My favorite moment. Um, Michael Elgin unfortunately pulled out after winning or being one of the two people to go through from the Canada leg. We needed someone to replace him. It wasn't going to be a Canadian, it was too short notice. And WWE did us a favor, basically. Yeah, very kindly. Did um, us a favor. Joseph Connors had signed with NXT UK and they let him come back for a, two matches, I think it was, but this was his first one. Uh, Joe Coffey's in the ring waiting for his opponent. Blompier comes out and goes, your opponent's going to be this man. And the lights go down. And he had such a slow building theme tune, but yeah. it had been so long since he'd been there that people had forgotten it. Yeah. So there's no one... And we cut we cut all the video feed to the screen until his name popped up. Oh. So there was nothing. There was a bit of static and a bit yeah. of like X, Y, and Z, but like there was no images of it. And there's like the piano and the... And then Joe comes out. That reaction was insane. It's not like when you hear cheers and it gets louder. This was a bark. It was just immediately loud. It was amazing. And it just... we I remember sitting there and commentary were just stunned. Everything was just quiet. Uh, like like over comms and everything were just hair just it was on everybody's arms and it's I just remember like... Connors himself being very happy about this because he had also returned or he'd, he'd done his last thing everyone thought he'd gone to WWE and then he did something at Kirby Mania yeah um, right and he came in and the reaction Kirby Mania was because, his farewell yeah just because the crowd wasn't especially like hot at Kirby Mania yeah because they were literally he, freezing he, <laughs> he was a little bit disappointed by it right. so when he came out and that audience went crazy I remember him coming back through the curtain and just like he, he said on, on Twitter numerous times it's one of his favourite moments it as a wrestler major. ever it was so good he and played it match. so well though he was intense oh, yeah. he didn't react to the pop come really. on guys <laughs> yeah. that's come right on, yeah. come on <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> so, of course he goes through here. Um, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. At the final, uh, and I think that this is the only <laughs> instance it's ever happened. But uh, we had a WWE contracted wrestler facing a New Japan contracted wrestler, Kushida. On uh, yeah, Kushida on a show affiliated with neither company, right. an independent wrestling show, and I don't think that's ever happened uh, in history. That's Connor's Kushida. Connor's Kushida on an really indie cool, show. That. It's sort of like yeah. the WCW, ECW, Taz thing, mm. like Michael or something like that. Um, but like, yeah, it's just strange, because obviously neither, show, neither company had affiliation with it, and it was, yeah. We then went to Leeds, which I believe had Ricochet versus Legs, maybe, or Ricochet versus Rey Mysterio. That was a blur. That yeah, show. that was a blur, but I remember enjoying it. I think that might have been the show where uh, Gracie kicked me in the chest mm. um, as part of the script. Um, Manchester was the other semi-final, because yeah. Leeds was a loaded taping. Manchester was the other semi-final. That might have been the site of Osprey Speedball. I'm not sure. That was brilliant. I forgot. Whatever, that. wherever yeah. it was, yeah. that's regarded as one of the best matches in WCPW history. Yeah. It was just two really athletic guys doing ridiculous stuff. Um, Dixon, I think it was his favorite match in WCPW history. Yeah. He said, and one of the best matches he said he'd seen live. Um, and eventually, then there was another show in Sheffield, which might have been the one where I got kicked. But that was also a loaded taping. That's where you got kicked on the stage yeah. in a nightclub. 
Yeah. Um, a sticky nightclub. Yeah. And then the final in Newcastle. And um, I really loved this show. It was a long show. I remember that. Um, but it led to the final four of, correct me if I'm wrong, Osprey, Ricochet, Kushida, and who was the fourth one? Who did Kushida beat in the semis? Was it Connors? Connors, yeah. Connors right. Yeah. Um, and that show felt huge because we oh, built up this no, whole... No, no, did, did Takahashi get rid of Connors? It wasn't Kushida. Oh, was it Kushida Takahashi? It might have... Nah, no, no, nah, Connors went out to Kushida, yeah. I think. Oh, okay. Because um, you said Connors Kushida was that much. Yeah, I think it must yeah. have been, yeah. So um, I remember the two semifinals were both brilliant. Osprey and Ricochet just charged at each other at the start, Spanish fly and stuff. Um, the, and the ring semi- didn't break this <laughs> The other semi-final was great. It all led to Osprey Kushida. That was the big final. And uh, it was a really good match. And I remember people being shocked, but quite pleased, actually, that Kushida won. They'd maybe assume that we... I think it was a mixed reaction. Right. I remember yeah. it being... Because people... Because re- obviously Osprey is, is yeah. English. Yeah. yeah. But I, I remember it being mixed, but a lot of like the... the Because people weren't expecting it. I think there were people who were very <clears> vocal <throat> because they never thought Kushida would win because, mm. hey, it's England and it's going to be Will Osprey. Um, but it was a really, really strong match. And mm. then what happened after was <laughs> something else. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, You know what? They Right, they booked this tournament and it's cost an absolute fortune and it hasn't really played into ongoing WCPW storylines much. I understand the thinking here. You may as well get something out of it, which yeah. is why the prestige, uh, Joe Hendry's And it didn't stable, go out after... No, it, it went the, out. It was the first part of the next loaded episode. That's fine, I think. That's fine, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the but prestige I'll came out. Never forget uh, that kid's shriek. <laughs> uh, BT Gun, Joe Hendry, Travis Binks, and Joe Coffee. Liggs. Uh, was Joe there, Coffee. Liggs. Coffee and Liggs. Is, I yeah. guess there were five. I don't of know them. if Liggs had joined by this point. Liggs was there because I remember the briefcase. Oh, yeah. I okay. Think. Yeah. Uh, right. Anyway, they smashed the trophy up. It took ages because it was really well made, despite the fact that it was off Amazon. They were going to get a trophy made for like 600 quid or something. And I then don't... smash it up. Nah. Yeah. Why not? Uh, <laughs> and, last days of Rome. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, they smashed the trophy up. And the first part of the next loaded <clears throat> episode was Blompio yes. being like, like sat there, knackered trophy going, I'm not happy about this. Roll the footage. <laughs> and you see it. And that like, led into stuff. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, That's I the underst- best thing. Yeah, it was really good. This pathetic little trophy. <laughs> uh, and we talked about this before, but I remember uh, the baby faces ran out to, it's really got to, to, kill, <laughs> to kill the prestige, essentially. Um, who was it? It was like Osprey, Rampage. Oh well, Kushida was. Osprey's there, out there anyway, I guess. Um, Rampage, all the Osprey, baby, all yeah. the good guys Rampage ran out. Rampage flew down that long ramp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought it was gonna fall. It was a long walkway that as well. Don't and say what you're gonna say. Right, oh, we've talked about it before. So essentially, like I was, uh, I was doing the talkback thing, and I could cue anyone to yeah. to say it. So it was my cue to say to the the sound and visual guy, Simon. Uh, roll this person's music. So yeah. I'd, I'd, like during a match, cue or, this, sorry, roll that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Before a match, it'd be like, okay. Going to Joe, uh, Joseph Connors in three, two, one. Cue music, go. And then, so I was like, right, cue Jack's music. <laughs> and I remember you, you were like, your ears pricking up and not quite going. Yeah, get Jack's music going. Because we wanted like, oh! Me to come out and save Kushida yeah. from this beat down. What would you have done? I don't know. You'd have had to go out. Just starts dancing on the spot. I think, I think I'd have run out and asked someone to give me a stunner. Maybe. Kushida, give yeah. me a stunner. Give me a stunner, kid. Um, <laughs> And then I'd have just gone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm very glad you didn't make me save the day. 
I remember backstage before that, Osprey going like instructing everyone like Kushida gets the last stunner. Like you really want yeah. Kushida get the last one, which I think was a nice moment. Um, the stunner parties were always fun. Stunner yeah. parties, they were ridiculous, were great. and and I'm glad the wrestlers didn't hate us too much for doing them. I think most of them didn't. <laughs> I, I remember one in Newcastle, yeah. and I hadn't yeah. been on the show in ages, and I came out, that and was... I was like, I want to do a promo, uh, and then I want everyone to come out and, and stun me. Mm. And so went out there and ran down like the crowd saying, hey, I, I founded this company. I'm responsible for starting a promotion in the whole Newcastle. And then started singing uh, Busker, Home Newcastle. Yeah. I'm coming home you just Newcastle. Like that song. I like the yeah. song, and I like doing the accent badly. Uh, and then I said, I remember saying to Dixon, okay, the cue to send the good guys out is the spunky cock dance. And he went, what? <laughs> What's the spunky cock dance? Just, you'll know. Home <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle, I'm out of well of being in jail. I walk the streets all day, I'll need for a ball of me own prunel. Like that. And I went, well, <laughs> like that. Dixon's like, that's, yeah, the, that's, the, that's the spunky cock, cock dance. That's gotta yeah. be it. Uh, and then it we was all came up. Yeah. Yeah. you, you, Cleary. Cleary. It was the it was the YouTube dickheads. It was the yeah. YouTube yeah. dickheads. Yeah. Come to save all, the day. All came out. Stunner, and I remember stunner, stunner. we were planning our entrance, and Blummy was like, "Don't worry, guys. I'm in the middle. I'll do that, and we'll walk <laughs> forward." So we all stood the side, like, "Yeah." And then he goes, and we all go, oh, yeah. "Yeah." I got on one of the side things on the entrance because I'd always want to do it. Just hyped up the crowd <laughs> on the side. Felt like such a dickhead afterwards. And I remember I'd said to Adam uh, Cleary. And you, yeah. I'm going to no-sell Jack Stunner. I'm gonna I don't do know it. what you're I'm doing. Gonna, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get him to do it three it was, times. I'm yeah, going to be fun because I didn't know what you yeah. would do. So I just you, you, Stunner, you, you were the last one to do it. Uh, and then got up. Come on, Jack, give me another one. You gave me another one. And then I think on the third one, you like kicked me in the ball. No, I, 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 I got him down and go, sorry, man. I I'd accidentally, I thought I'd yanked your head too hard. Yeah, that was um, it, yeah. But I remember, but you didn't just no-sell my You no-sold everyone's No, no, it was just yours. No, but everyone else had already stunned you. Oh, fair point. So yeah. you know, so everyone's gonna. <laughs> um, then the heels came out and like Joe they Coffee called us Marks or whatever. Yeah. And then um, this is the heels of the channel, of course. This is Susie. No. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Willis. No. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the Orlando Video Diary. Yeah. Um, then the heels came out and were about to beat us up. And then I think you scarpered. No, no, the the baby faces came, came out and yeah. saved yeah. us. Oh, is that it? We all yeah. got out of the ring. And we were all like carrying in the corner. The it was like the yeah, end of Toy Story 3. We were like, this is <laughs> it, guys. We're going to get battered by... They loved doing that. Stunner parties were great. They were fun. Yeah. Um, yes, and then uh, the last one I've put on here, the last show to talk about, and then we'll do a quick round of favourites, I guess, a quick yeah. lightning round, but the last show on here... That's my note there. <laughs> was that? Bollock uh, smash. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll get to it. Um... Was no regrets. That's the last one I've put on here. It was before the World Cup final tour, but it was a big show. It wasn't in the normal Northumbria Uni building. It was in the bigger one, Sports Central. Sports Central, Central yeah. Which looked pretty cool, I thought. Um, it was a long ramp. I remember that. And um, it was... It was where it the was, World Cup final was. It was kind of... It wasn't anywhere near our last show, but it felt like it. It felt like the last show before, like, the re before we left and before the rebrand and everything. But... This felt really climactic to me. It had so many moments. It had the big rumble, with the story being that Drew was leaving, so we booked a rumble, and he had to come in at number one, and whoever beat him, whoever won the rumble, would win the belt. Yeah. It, there was always the case of, like, will he win? He was third last eliminated. Henry and Kirby were the last two, and Kirby finally hit the Zoyberg elbow, and there um, were two pops. Yeah. Like, one for the elbow hitting, and one for the pinfall. And shout out to James Armstrong on camera because yeah, he stood up. <laughs> all day. 
<laughs> all day James was there James had worked for us for a while not a wrestling was, fan didn't know was, about wrestling uh, he was one of the film channel editors yep. and he's like the nicest guy would yep. do anything and he had a lot of freelance experience with cameras and stuff so it was always like a good hand if you just needed somebody to shoot something mm. James always knew how to sort it um, and he was when when Kirby hits the elbow and pins, and then it cuts to that side-on angle, like a diagonal, where the entire crowd's going wild. It's like a forty-five degree angle. James had been there all night, yeah, waiting, <laughs> zoomed in. He and, nailed it. Yeah, he did. every every so often we'd do a quick run through of the motion when a VT was running, and he's like, "Yeah, I know exactly. That's fine." <laughs> and then like the second it happened, mm-hmm. and we cut to that shot. I think we all at the table just hugged each other, and I it was like, "Just yes! your pants right there." I think it, it was, was like it was, great shot. Shot. it was an amazing was moment. I mean, it yeah. gave away the finish, but it was a great shot. Yeah. Like, you knew that he was pinning him, but when Kirby won. It's just like what everyone had been waiting for since since you turned on him, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, and then lost of the next night, which we... we did, <sighs> I'm not sure it was the right call Me neither, either. Because you, essentially you gave two big moments away in one there. The Kirby, Kirby winning the world title, which everyone had been waiting for, and also Kirby hitting the elbow. So yeah. I'm not sure if both of those should yeah. have happened at the same time. I'm not trying to take anything away because it was no. an unbelievable moment. That's great. But I think that you, you could have put the title on him late or something like that. Um, but it, <clears> it was great. Other big moments. of Then when Henry won the belt, he went on a bit of a heel title reign and then we left the company. He mm. was the champion when we left. He eventually yeah. lost it to Skull, Ares, Rampage. Rory Coyle, Rampage, David Starr. That's the lineage of the title. But the champion when we left was Henry. Um, but Kirby won the belt on this show. There were other awesome moments on this show. I think this was a really... It wasn't like the best show we ever did, but it was a really feel-good show. Yeah. There was uh, Gabriel Kidd. Again, Henry was in this match too because he was in the Rumble and this match. And Cody Rhodes for the IC, the IC belt, for the internet belt. Mm-hmm. And Cody taking the pinfall from Gabe. I was convinced that Gabe was going to... I knew that Gabe was finally snapping his losing streak and winning. But I thought he pinned Henry, but no, Henry was out the ring and he rolled up Cody Rhodes and pinned him, won the internet belt. That was a huge moment as well. Um, Prince Amin versus Brandy Rhodes was huge the best match we great. ever. Yeah. It was what it was. It was a comedy match and it was funny. It was great. It was funny. It was funny. Cody found it funny. <laughs> <laughs> but he afterwards, I remember him giving like a pep talk to both and being like, you told a story, you went out there, you did it. And yeah, they did. I really enjoyed doing that event. Really. Yeah. I think that was one of my favorite events. Well, yeah. The last moment I have on here is the debut in the Rumble of AJ Hazard. Yes, the return to wrestling, I guess. But the, <laughs> the WCPW debut of AJ Hazard. Um, the best so ever in the world. How much hair gel had you bought for this, by the way? I put a whole tab on. Because <laughs> <laughs> you came funny. back stinking. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> uh, so I was sat behind commentary the, the whole time, or sat behind uh, Gorilla, rather, and directing commentary. And then at like, number 15 or whatever it was, I was just like, right, guys, you're going to lose me for about five minutes. Watch this. <laughs> and I remember being back behind the curtain and like Viper was there, Doug Williams was there. And I remember Doug Williams looking me up and down, looking at my pathetic dad bod, flabby mess. I was just like, you got this, kid? Yep, I've got this, Doug. Don't you worry, baby. I'm not going to let British wrestling down. And then... <laughs> hear the counter oh. boom because we cut the opening yeah. bit big off big pop for you yeah it was alright pop, pop. Was and big. I remember running down I was like how can I look as silly as possible I want everyone here to hate me I remember just putting my arms out like that going <laughs> <laughs> you screamed all the way the whole way it was, a long, it was a long ramp as well oh. I was like laying into Kirby yes uh, and then uh, he turns around like no selling the punches and everyone chants dickhead which is exactly yeah. what I wanted as well 
And then Drew and Spud are behind me, which is really cool. Now, yeah. two WWE Spud guys. debuted. His yeah, pop was huge as well. Spud, Spud pop of the night. Yeah. Well, entrance pop of the night in the well, Rumble. Apart from AJ Hazard. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so they lifted me up and I took like the shield bomb, essentially, off those yeah. guys. And I think, yeah. who else was there? There was one of the Mexican wrestlers in there who just sort of joined in for a laugh. Was it like Drago? Phoenix or something? Yeah, Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, so I took that and then... I said, oh, okay, I, I've taken the pinfall. I'm already eliminated from the match. I want to go over the top rope as well. That's the one thing in wrestling that I actually know how to do. I yeah. learned how to do that properly. And I was practicing all day. I was like, boom, boom, yeah. Boom, <laughs> boom, yeah. Boom, boom, yeah. So went to do it. Kirby walks me up so gently. He's like, three, two, one, over the top rope. Bang, bang, bang. Trap my bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> one of my balls just went between my leg. And I just remember going, oh, like, and the noise that I made. And Did then just, you, Backstage, limped back, still in your gear, smelling like just just sweaty as hell, covered in hair gel, stinking of tiger bomb. You see that, lads? Oh, I'm a wrestler. <laughs> sitting there going, can yeah, I get changed pop. yet? And it's like, not yet. When the VT's on, and you just sort of <laughs> sat with a towel shivering. <laughs> Ross was also in that rumble, not yes, in it, Ross, but he yeah, was part of, part of Primate's entrance. Oh, that throw. He had to throw a bin yeah, to Primate. Bin. Nailed it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely nailed it, because it could have either gone he too short, too it, long. Right? He went kind of that. Caught it. It was great. Um, it was a real feel-good show. That was. Ross yeah. kissed him on the to top like of the head it. for good luck on the way in. Um, yeah, it was great. Uh, it was apart from the World Cup tour that we've already talked about. It was like the last big one that we were part of. Um, there were other shows. There was obviously the rebrand. You were part of it for a little bit longer than we were. Uh, I was there for one show because of the time. Uh, we, the time we left, uh, it wasn't really fair for yeah. like, and it was sort of like the. You couldn't really just train somebody to do that. So in that period of time, I just sort of I did that first show, which was quite awkward because obviously everything that happened and then uh, fans would see me. I, I tried to arrive early and stay behind the curtain. People would occasionally see me mm. and be like, wait a minute. Yeah. And it was like, uh, and then, you know, and then they went on to be defiant. and yeah. Which we should point out was always the plan. Yeah. Uh, yes. the, the rebrand was always a plan. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah It wasn't yeah. because we left They were already all. planning yeah. to change the name before we left. Yeah, so that... That's worth mentioning. Um, but yeah, it is a shame to see the promotion close its doors. But I, I, last night when I found out the news, um, I felt sad at first. I was like, oh, that's crap. Because it was something we really were part of for a, yeah. a, about a year, and a, a year and a few months, which it feels longer. It feels like loads of stuff went on. It aged us terribly. I was looking <laughs> at the videos. <laughs> but um, it was something we all poured our hearts and souls into. Not just us three. I mean, everyone involved. Everybody involved. Um, not you know, not just the wrestlers. Like everyone, the whole crew and everything. And um, and I remember last night feeling quite sad about it. And then people started sharing their memories of it, their photos. I actually felt quite happy because we did so many things that I'll never forget, and met so many people, made so many friends that I'll never forget and as well. We were part of something that's had an impact on so many people. Yes. It's great. Yeah. Now, just before we finish, I do like to, I want to do a lightning round. Right. Where I go around and get your favorite nice things. Quick. Nice and quick. Uh, so first of all, favorite match? Uh, me and the No Regrets Rump. No, uh, Kirby <laughs> Osprey one right. is the obvious job. But I also really, really liked uh, Will Drew from, I think it was Exit yeah. Wounds, uh, mm. where Will came out in Hitman attire. That yes. was very, very cool. So mine's a three-way tie between Osprey, Drew, uh, the ladder match, and the cage delete. I'll break the ties that you guys have done by saying... Osprey Kirby won, yeah. I think. I'll, yeah, uh, that was my favorite one for what it did and the, the thing it set in place. Nice. Um, that's the winner. That's the best match ever. <laughs> <laughs> best ever in any promotion. <laughs> favorite show? Uh, refused to lose the first one. Um, yeah. I think it was, it was a great mix of stuff. You had the silliness of the Blompier match. 
you had the brilliant match in um, Kirby uh, Connors before I ruined it. Mm-hmm. And then you had a great sports entertainment thing. And it was just the first one we'd done. It felt yeah. so special and everyone worked their asses off. So yeah. that one. I uh, refused to lose one, just entirely personal reasons, like being able to yep. do that, and then the show was amazing, and yeah. At least you... And so you ruined it for <laughs> me. Well, you ruined it, according to the tweets. So. Well, yeah, I just, you know, it was me um, snipping the internet wires. <laughs> um, for me, I'll go No Regrets, because it was really feel-good. Uh, I thought it was a lovely show. Loads of, like, it was like an end-of-season thing. All yeah. the baby faces win. If Refused to Lose was the sort of beginning of it taking off, I think, like, No Regrets was sort of the perfect, just, like, pin in it. It was great. It was great. Um, Favorite venue? Uh, Germany. The beer was really? so cheap. Oh, nice. The okay. beer was great. Yeah, and I, could, I just hid away. A really nice German. I was I drinking Pilsners that night. But they had like Grolsch on draft. For, like, that was in Berlin, nothing. right? Oh, it was, it was one. Like, no, it, it is the O2 actually. It's like Newcastle. If that was that was home, wasn't it? That mm-hmm. was home. And I'm not from Newcastle, obviously, but I love that venue and the crowd were always hot and intimate. Yeah. And, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It was there was bad. just something always about walking through those doors at the academy. It just felt right. That was where we were supposed to be always, yeah. and that was our. And home. I, I enjoyed the shows, like the bowlers. We did loads of shows in Manchester. We did loads yeah. of shows at the Northumbria but venue. Bowlers, but is, it's like a nice venue, but it, it's 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 just a big warehouse. So right, it's very soulless and like. But when you get the academy, it's just the, this old man. building, and and it's yeah. and it's for me and you at least. It's yeah, it's, it's our home music ground. venue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, for me, it's the academy as well. That's the unanimous one. And favorite moment, not favorite <laughs> moment. Of the show, like not favorite match or segment or whatever, but favorite involving you personally. Okay, uh, the obvious one is the heel turn, mm. but actually I'm going to go with the night after the heel turn, where I cut what was my favorite promo that I ever did, and you, I was this really, was really proud of it because I really worked on it and I practiced it a lot more than the other ones, that's for sure. So I came out uh, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, so let everybody in the back now knows that. I'm in charge. This is my company. So I know you guys are all pissed off. So I'm going to give you 10 seconds to boo me. And then you've got to stop and you've got to start cheering me again. Because I really <laughs> like being cheered. And so you I were, the, the, you were the heel who didn't know that you were a heel. I was the John yeah. Laurinaitis. Yeah, yeah, right, I think right, right. such an underrated well, heel Well, the, the whole idea was you, you'd, you'd sort of gone mad from the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they, they booed me for 10 seconds, and then, of course, they kept booing me. Yeah. Uh, and so I was working through in my head, okay, what's the next thing? It's like, okay, so I've got a T-shirt here. It's a Pichiti Club T-shirt available from shop.whatculture.com. <laughs> yeah. It's size XXXXL because, you know, wrestling fans. <laughs> and then I t- do the thing like the Jeff Hardy <laughs> Victory Road thing where I go, whoa, 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 who wants it? And then I lobbed it in the rafters by accident. It was amazing. It, it, it stuck. Worked. It was amazing. It and then I just started sh- uh, shouting, cheer me, cheer me, cheer me. Uh, and then Kirby chants were just going crazy at this point. And then uh, the final bit of the promo was, okay, fine, I'll bring out the big guns, I'll do the catchphrase, you love it! And then Kirby's music hit, and I, I was really, really proud of it. That was really good. I watched that pissing myself. With, I, think, I had a lot of fun. I think with Dan's brother, uh, with um, Dixon's brother, Ben. Yes. Yeah, I think we both really enjoyed that. Uh, Sam, what was your favourite moment personally? So I was never really in front of cameras, so a lot of mine just involve other people. Most yeah. of mine involve other people, but I think... Utterly personally, it was sort of the end of Refuse to Lose, knowing that it had, like, we'd done the show, and as far as I was aware, it had gone off without a hitch. But there's also that, there's knowing that Connors was coming out and waiting for that moment, and then when it happened and that it all hit, and just hearing that crowd, that was unbelievable. Mm. And then uh, possibly the the angle reveal, when the Mm. crowd just didn't see that coming either. That's a really good shout. Uh, Mine would be... A lot of people 
would assume it would be like the super kick or the Mahari stuff, but actually it's a it's a much more forgotten moment, which is um in the midst of the whole Pachiti Club heel stable thing, before I'd left it, when I was still part of Pachiti Club, uh, but I would like stand around reluctantly while you guys were cutting heel promos. And it was the night after my hardy had bit my ear, so I'm head all bandaged and stuff, and I was out there just like, oh, this crap. And people thought I was originally going to do like a Seth Rollins turn on you, because you all lined up, and I was just in the back corner like, oh. And they were like, I could hear people in the crowd being like, "Him, Jack, like, do it. And I was like, no. <laughs> and you sent me to the back. You're like, you're not, you don't deserve to be in the ring for this. Get to the back. And the academy, man, like hometown venue and stuff, trying to jack the jobber. And the way that the Dixon is, because he's seen it all in wrestling, is that if you show any sign of being pleased for yourself or a mark for yourself, <laughs> he'll like rinse you for it. So I got the back just like hiding how pleased I was. And he was like, you're buzzing, aren't you? I was like, no, 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 it's fine. But I was. And everyone in that venue made my day. But um, it's there was just so many moments that were yeah. great as well. There's one last one, as you've said about the Academy, that stood out to me was after the Stunner Party with you at Built to Destroy 2. Um it was, uh, I was, we were like, we knew we were going to do the new intro and we needed some crowd shots. So we sort of just kept people around the ring and we said, we're just going to go around with the camera. And then it was like a moment where I just sort of stood when I was done, just sort of stood on the stage and just saw how full the venue was. Mm. And it was just like, Jesus, like, this is how. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, I think the big thing, as I mentioned briefly earlier, is that we, we, were able to help guys who deserved the exposure that we gave them. I don't want to say, like, we gave them the exposure. No, they but did we, that entirely themselves. But we, they yeah. did. But we, I'm so thrilled that we were able to give them a platform to get them to the level they deserved. Yeah. I mean, you look, Kirby at the minute is in Japan yeah. with Dragon, Dragon Gate. Gate. You know, so many of the guys have signed with WWE. There's there's people on the indie scene now, like, just going places who, who I'm so glad we could help out on the way. And... I, there's so many good things that, that came out of the promotion, but that's one of the best ones, I reckon. Um, we helped give exposure to a scene that... Because our audience weren't uber, smarky, ultra-like type fans, and we might have helped introduce a whole new bunch of people to British wrestling. We were the gateway drug. We were the, yeah. we were the marijuana. <laughs> the entry level <laughs> yeah. British wrestling That's promotion. right. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot of fun. And, like, I, I think we all want to thank everyone yep. like everyone yep. at what culture truly for letting us be a part of that we learned yep. a tremendous amount and yeah it was it was so much fun and thanks for everyone who came to shows yeah and we've we've talked for about two two and a half hours <laughs> yeah. and i think that's a testament to how fond we are of our time there yes. everybody assumes that we had like a rough time all the time and it was very rare that that happened yeah actually like uh, we met a lot of great people yeah made a lot of friends learned a great deal so thank you yep. to you know who who is no doubt watching this right now cheers beer <laughs> <laughs> thanks very much for watching and let us know what you think in the comments section down below you can follow cultaholic on twitter at cultaholic and on facebook at facebook.com forward slash cultaholic if you enjoy what we do then please do check out our patreon patreon.com forward slash cultaholic where you can pledge and don't forget of course most importantly of all to hit subscribe and to join us Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.